Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, here you see M Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A and E, and joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sands of Prime Time. What's going on? It's me, the P R I M E. So we are back here, and it is a uh, uh, time for the podcast, man. And we're here for what would have been All Star Weekend if there was no pandemic, and like the time we around last year around this weekend, Valentine's weekend. NBA does the All Star Weekend, so usually I be camped out. I shut everything down come All Star Weekend. So we don't have that this year. Nope. And I, was, I mean, we will. Not, you know, not this month. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we look. I don't know what's going on in NBA right now because you got people arguing about the the All Star game and then whether we gonna play the anthem or not. I'm like, what is happening? <sighs> I'm like, God, y'all making this a bigger deal than it need to be. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, y'all. But uh, but right now it's still Valentine's weekend. So you got any plans for Valentine's weekend, Brian? Uh. Sitting at the house. I mean, we'll see. As a wrestling fan, you should be like watching Vengeance Day. <laughs> like I said, sitting at the, the house. house. <laughs> well, I, I know me and my wife. We plan on uh, having a movie night on Friday to check out Judas and the Black Messiah. So that's going to issue a mix. I I know for somebody like you, you don't want to check that movie out. I know you have to. I mean, I will, but I'm not. I'm not like. Uh, I'm not making it a, a forefront thing in my head. Uh, <laughs> I'm not like, oh yeah, it's Valentine's Day. I gotta chill. I gotta watch this and Malcolm and Breathe the same day. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, not watching. No, no. First of all, you, you haven't seen Malcolm and Breathe yet. Nah, not yet. Oh, bro. Jordan's exhausted. Sometimes I'll tell you. You gonna be watching? Well, you gonna how many? I'm gonna want you to count how many times I want you. You gonna be like, why don't you just go to bed? I do know it's like all in like the same technically same scene. No, it ain't the same, it, like, It's the same night, bro. It's all in one yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in one night. I'm just like y'all got to please go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. Anyway, but I know y'all here for the wrestling, man, and we know that this Sunday is NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, which I think they really missed the mark here with the name. 
I said say Vantaze Massacre Prime Time did bring to my attention that they probably didn't want to use the, the name Massacre because obviously you're kind of like, you know, when you try to play 2K games, you try to create suicide, and it'd be like S star, 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 star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I was like, well, they can't have these these words because, you know, kids, they, if they hear the word massacre, they're going to go out there and kill somebody. That, that ain't the problem, though. But, hey. At least, at least they could at least do, like, say, Valentine's Day, insert word here. Yeah, or say, say, Vengeance Day. You know what I'm saying? You know, it could be like that. Yeah. So that, that way, you know that we're talking about Valentine's. Let's say NXT Vengeance Day. It's just like, it sucks to me. But before we get into our predictions and stuff like that for NXT coming up this weekend, we got to pay some bills. Make sure you guys check out SpaciousFilly.com, the production company we're part of. Celebrate Black History Month over there with the black content from black creators over there at Spaces Philly. You guys can get the great podcasts you have over there, such as both sides, Lulu Pop Plus One and Lulu Pop Horror Show. Also, you guys can check out the Market Dark Show, the retro episodes, and the stuff from the Nerd Coalition is there as well, such as the No Gimme Seed of Wrestling podcast. You want your pop culture, especially when we had Prime on the other episode talking about coming to America. That that was a great segment. I I really enjoyed that one. You guys can uh, check out the Nerd Gas and Talk podcast. You guys want hip-hop? Check out uh, Turntables, Hip-Hop Culture, and Beyond. You guys want what's going on in the world, or as we're trying to rebuild it. Uh, Drunk Dog Sober Tongues and we're still getting together our Sports One Ballers Lounge podcast so check all that great great content we have out there also check us out on all the social media wait a minute wait a minute yes you mean to tell me y'all didn't have a Super Bowl episode we sort of sort of man fuck Tom Brady man I'm talking about y'all didn't even get to talk about the halftime show we didn't know. No, 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 for, for, oh, you're talking. Uh, no, ho, 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 ho. You're talking. We record these every Thursday. Okay. So uh, if you're talking about if we're going to talk about what happened, yeah, we're going to talk about that this Thursday. Oh, 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 all right, good, okay. Okay, I'm about to, yeah, we, 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 we're going to talk about that. No, because like I said, when we talked about the previous Thursday, we talked about our predictions. Who's going to okay. win, stuff like that. Then, you know, Sunday Super Bowl. So then next Thursday, we talk about. The, the, obviously the Super Bowl what happened the halftime show all that stuff like that yeah a- everybody wants to know here about the weekend being in like a convection oven just sitting there face up with that AK I'm like don't need to see that much of the weekend but yeah he was talking about that it sounded like Prime may be itching to join that conversation so we'll see what happens uh, by the way by, sorry, I said that because by the time we're recording this podcast but anyway uh, also uh, you guys check out social media platform Stitcher iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Also check us out to check out the snippets on YouTube Premium. And also make sure you guys check out the Prime Sasha Podcast every single Friday. And make sure you guys check out the Prime Conversations Podcast as well. So what y'all talk about this past Friday, Prime? Hey, oh, what's the upcoming episode? Uh, this past week we got on Cherry Johnson from Family Matters. Ooh, and, okay. Uh, Punky Brewster, they having like a reboot. Mm-hmm. And, and this upcoming week, we talk about the classic movie Boomerang. Oh, man. I can't wait to get up into that one. Boomerang is a classic, though. You got to coordinate. Yes. <laughs> got to check that woman's feet. But anyway, that's uh, <laughs> where I thought he was the hot shit back in the day, though. But hey, uh, that's either here or there. But um, we, uh, 
that's gonna be good episodes as well. So make sure you check that out. Check that out. Check out the Real Nerd Coalition dot com. Once again, the Real Nerd Coalition dot com is we're still rebuilding that with Q Flows War Drum still on there, and you guys can get your your merch or just go to Teespring slash the Real Nerd Coalition and get yourself the NC Studios and Level Up hoodie. If you guys are in the Northeast, then that means it's snowing up here. If you guys are down there in the Southwest or Southeast, where prime time is at in Florida. It's raining down. Yeah, we having parties. Nah, hey. no. They they had they was having parties on boats all day. Oh, tossing no. limb parties. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I just say I was like, oh, they go top rate just tossing the the, the the damn trophy. I was like, damn, pandemic where in Florida? Nonsense. And they said they said we we know how we gonna get around this instead of having everybody in the street. We gonna have everybody on the boat. Exactly. If y'all get sick, just dive in the water. Yeah. Man, I ain't. I Oh my god. Well, we we see how this joy it t- takes place. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's something. Well, uh, yeah. So, if, like I said, if you down there, so don't mean y'all can't get your NC Studios hoodies. Level up, NC level up hoodies. Fight COVID nineteen unless you're in Florida. With your COVID, uh, with your NC mask, and it's time to double up. The CDC said the way you, you know, a surgical mask and a cloth mask. So, what better time to double up with an NC Studios and NC Level Up mask? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Or as they said out here in Florida, what's a mask? <laughs> <laughs> no, let me stop. I, I wear my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into this right now. Um, so it is time. We got this Sunday. Is NXT Takeover Vengeance Day, and we got a five match card. The Dusty Rose Tag Team Classics are coming to an end, and so uh, the winners for the women's and the men's receive a tag team championship matchup. The winners of the women's get a tag team championship match with uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Why are they still a team? And then we also the men's gets a. Uh, um, uh, shot at the NXT Tag Champions such as Danny Burch and Orny Lorcan. So, let's go over this, give our predictions of what we think is going to happen, and me somewhat telling Prime I told you so, but uh, we will get all into that. So, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get into that joint as the opening one. For the finals of the men's Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Finals, we have MSK, Wesley, and Nash Carter taking on the Grizzle Young Veterans James Drake and Zach Gibson. What did I tell you, Prime? Yeah, nah, after last week, after Champlain them lost, I was like, okay. I mean, after which guy lost, I was like, okay, but yeah. After, 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 who, who, which them lost? I said after Champlain, because I thought, at first I was like, oh, they're going to go Champlain. But after I seen Champlain last week, I'm like, oh, he, he's not there. <laughs> Champlain's not there. Look, I... Before I even seen that, what did I tell you? I said what? Who was my pick to MSK, win? Or you said MSK, right? I, I said Grizzle Young Vets or MSK. I have the audio. Okay, well, yeah. And I you said, and you said Grizzle Young Vets. They did make it to the finals last year, but he said, no, they're not going to win. You got Chopper and, Th- and Thatcher. I said, no, I truly think this year is going to be a legit tag team. And I said, I said Champa and Thatcher because uh, those were the only people that had a storyline around. Like in this whole class, those are the only people that actually. Grizzly Young Vets got a storyline. 
They made their return. That's that's not a the making a return is not a storyline. It's like making your debut is not a storyline. No, but I was saying, but but that right there, like they come back with the with the obvious vengeance, ah, the doom doom, and the MSK is the is the new blood or he makes the finals. That that match should be awesome. I I'm really looking forward to that match. But I have the grizzled young vets winning the whole thing because I think that. When they made their return and the way they came back and started beating up on that tag team, I forgot what tag team it was, they wanted to put push them to the limelight. And we already complained about how the tag team division everywhere in WWE was just dying down. And I was just like, well, the better, the best way to do it is to probably push the, the most legit team you have is that's the Grizzle Young Vets. So that's why I predicted them weeks ago. I said those are going to be the winners. And I, now who, I was like, they got to be in the finals. You're not going to go to the finals twice and lose. You're not going to the well, finals. Hey, ask, tell the Bills that. The Bills. The Bills. The no 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 the the four the four falls of Buffalo. That's they on different. They on another level. Okay, they on another level of what the hell. That's why they can't. They sure they can't go back. But I want to know, in your opinion, who who takes home the Dusty Classic and who gets the tag team title shot against Lurkin and Birch. I think um, really, you know, that's when they win the trophies, and then I think they, I think they ultimately might lose the, the championship match, or they could win. Like they are former tag team champions. Uh, and uh, NXT UK. Yeah, they going all the way, bro. Just hop on the train. Well, I don't. I don't want to say I don't know if they go all the way because I, I do know that Imperium in the near future is getting. Fully back together. That's why I say I don't know. Well, the Grizzly Elvis ain't got nothing to do with that. Uh, if they do, they can come for the tag title so they can hold all the titles. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Grizzly Elvis I got. So, might as well knock out the next one. The Women's Dusty Rose Classic, uh, Tattoo Classic. We got Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez taking on Ember Moon and Shazi Blackheart. If you even think that Shazi and Ember Moon got a chance at this, you're wrong. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, which makes the perfect matchup for Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax, which obviously you kind of got a storyline with. Remember when Shayna Baszler kind of bitched Dakota Kai out back in NXT? It kind of like, it put, it put, yeah. say what? Yeah, I was going to say something else. I'll be deep. <laughs> oh. No, so, yeah, well, when Shayna Baszler bitched out Dakota Kai uh, back on NXT and like stomped out her arm and then she was, like, injured, and then next thing you know, Shayna left, and Dakota Kai never got that receipt on Shayna Baszler. I'm like, this would be the perfect time to build that back up, and you know NXT will touch on that. When it comes to Nia well, Jack, if, huh? yeah, if, they're, if they're fighting, if they're defending the titles in NXT, they will bring it up. If they're, if they're defending it on the main roster, we don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And then, of course, you got... Nia Jax is the big woman on Shayna Baszler's side, and then, you know, and then of course Raquel Gonzalez is the big woman on on Dakota's side. So just seeing them two, them two clash, have a big woman matchup, I think will be dope. So I got Raquel and Dakota Kai, the woman version of Sean and Diesel, winning. How about you? I got Raquel and Dakota going all the way, and actually being like actually having either having a call up or doing like double triple duty. They said triple duty. What's what, what's the third yeah. duty other than NXT and main roster? Raw SmackDown and NXT. Oh, you mean like, oh, you mean like with the titles and go triple duty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, 
Yeah, you know Not what? every single week, but I'm saying like, you know, they'll be on Raw defending it here and then maybe they'll be on Raw for like two weeks and then SmackDown for a week, or, you know. Well, look, they ain't going to be that hard since everything is in Florida. Yeah. It ain't like, you know, Raw's in New York one day, then SmackDown's in uh, Philly and then NXT's in Florida. Like, whoa, all these days you got to just, you know, go to, no, everybody's safe place in Florida, yeah. so... Yeah, they can they, they can they can make them they make them show stuff like that. But yeah, they're going all the way. Um, singles match for the and, long- plus, and plus it'll be nice. Uh, I, I believe they still do uh, Dakota and um, Shayna, so that'd be nice for them to, to actually wrestle again. You're right. Uh, we got for the North American Championship, Johnny Gorgano. Taking on Koshida. <laughs> does Koshida <clears throat> win the North American Championship now, or does Jago Gano retain it? I'm going to start with you this time. I don't want him to, but I think Koshida might be winning it because he's been on the unnecessary push lately. He's unnecessary. <laughs> and, uh, very unnecessary. Very unnecessary push. And also, Gargano has been turned into an idiot. So. I'm you cannot lie and say Gargano's not funny. He's not. Oh, to me, he's he, not. He had me die on NXT uh, Wednesday. I don't know. To me, he just, he just he just seems like a complete idiot. But what we know Gargano to be. No, like you know who's an idiot? You Cameron mean Cameron Grimes. Grimes. Yep, I knew it. <laughs> he is an idiot. Gargano's just being, you know, so he, he, just, he just showing his personality. I got Gargano win this one because, I mean, when you have the group the way, and of course Gorgano has been, I think, entertaining on the mic. He's been a good job doing. Has been he's like borderline chicken shit heel or uh, naive heel type thing. And like I said, I'm liking the way. So they're not gonna break all that up right now. And besides, Koshida don't win the championship. Koshida don't talk. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. A necessary push. This man's <laughs> being pushed. He's beating almost everybody. Except for like Finn Balor or whatever. Yeah, but he has. Randomly beat Tampa. Randomly beat Double Team. Randomly beat all these other people for no reason. Yeah, and there was in the Dusty Classic and then lost. So I'm just like, okay. Uh, So what I'm saying, yeah, he's definitely going to. It's going to be a good matchup, but I think, yeah, he he, he has to lose here because, like I said, he has no promo time. He hasn't really done anything. He doesn't speak. He doesn't have a speaker like Zion Lee may have or something like that. So that's. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, so, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't want him to win anyway. Like they, I, I feel like him and NDC has been very watered down to what he was. It's just like I don't even enjoy seeing him anymore. Is he on the level to you, like Hideo Tommy? Honestly, he might be worse than that because Hideo, when he was healthy, was good, and then he got injured, and then he came back that last time. He started wearing the black tights. He was, he had a good run. Like he didn't even get injured for like a whole year and a half, and they just cut him. Mm. This, this version, it's just like from what he was, all the stuff he was doing. I don't know if he just old now and he just trying not to do much. I don't know. It's just weird. It's just his character is that he likes Back to the Future, which was his mm. character before, but now his character is only I just like Back to the Future. That's it. Mm. Uh, I've got no backstory. I, I'm just. I just watched 80s movies. That's that's it. Yeah, that that that's you off. <laughs> I understand. Okay, 
Yeah, I've been watching Kushida for a long time. Been waiting on this man to come to come to uh, NXT or WWE and get here. And why this is not the same guy? Hmm. Well, we uh, let's go on to the next match. We have Io Sh- oh, triple third match for the NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai taking on Tony Storm and versus Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez, you know, finally, you know, left Retribution, good move. And now it's wrestling for the NXT Championship, me and wish she could be doing the same. And uh, Tony Storm, you know, uh, has been going for that championship for a while, but she's successful in the UK. And Yo Shirai has just been good at what she does. Prior, who takes home the championship and why? I have Io retaining. I have Io retaining here. Uh, she's been a strong champion. They've been doing her right, and I just don't—I don't see the title changing in this triple threat match. Like, I don't even see them building up Mercedes or uh, or Tony enough. Because you know, like when they build up people, they like to build them up. You know, Bianca never even got the title. Some other people who they built up so big never got the title. Mm-hmm. So I think they got to build. They got to actually build up whoever's next. Which it might be Raquel or whoever, but I don't think Mercedes or Tony has built up yet to the title. Mm. Mm. Well, Mercedes made an impact. She really did, but I don't know. You know, they. I don't. I don't think that she would be unless they want to try to turn but get it off and put Raquel on there. But I'm like, no, I didn't want to give Raquel the tag team uh, titles first. But I do believe that. Um, I want to say Tony Stone can steal it. But, you know, I'm going to go with Io Shirai. Who, I got Tony Stone taking the pin, though. The I got Mercedes taking the pin. Really? Oh, really? Mercedes, yeah, already, because she is still the older veteran. Even though they want to build her, she, her job, she still is not the young lion to be, you know, she still can put people over you know what? As you're saying that, you you do make a good point. But we both got Il Shirai winning, right? Yeah. And the main event for the NXT Championship: Finn Balor taking on Pete Dunne. This should be a classic for 2021. This should be a match of the year candidate for 2021. But will it though? Will uh, Finn Balor retain, or will Pete Dunne be the new championship? Prior, I remember you said earlier uh, in the months that they're building a Pete Dunne. He came back all slim. To win that championship, and then him and only Lurky Day Bush can have all the belts with no Pat McAfee because they need Pat McAfee for that group. But what is your take? Does Finn Balor retain or does he lose? I can see him retain here. They have like a rematch or something, but I can see him retain here, and I can see like Undisputed Era coming out and getting involved, and I can see Danny Burch, only Lurkin coming out and getting involved, and potentially maybe Pat McAfee. Getting involved, depending on because depending on how they want to do it, if they want to bring them back. But I can potentially see all of them getting involved, and Finn Balor end up winning, mm-hmm. and um, maybe either celebrate with Undisputed Era or some kind of way. I can see him winning. Then maybe that night set up a next opponent, mm. which would probably be Pete Dunne in a rematch or a, a multi man match. Hmm. Well, I, I had Battle retaining. As much as I would love to see Pete Dunne win the match, you know what I'm saying, and every kind of new NXT Championship, I just don't know what necessarily 
like if they if Pat McAfee was still there and he still had the still had the group, I'm saying hands down Pete Dunn got this because Pat McAfee could be their talker. And I'm not saying Pete Dunn's bad on the microphone; he's just not great, in my opinion. Okay, I, I mean, I honestly think they went to like the, that mania ish takeover to switch everything. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can, but like I said, it, the mania ish. So the question is, we don't, we don't necessarily know if they're going to be, is it going to be a mania takeover? Since it's going to be two nights, you know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be either that, either that Wednesday before or the Wednesday after, because that's why they did it last year. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be around that time period, and uh, they honestly, they didn't even do the, uh, the Hall of Fame yet, so they're going to have to redo it this year, of course, but like. I'm wondering how they gonna still even do yeah, that. Yeah, what is what, bro? <laughs> no, that's pissing me off. Yo, look, y'all are so y'all are so pressed to have people in the audience for the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong, I want Batista and all of them to get their Hall of Fame spot and all that shit like that. But when I'm when I'm I, I'm just saying like, look, yo, seriously, y'all could do this at SummerSlam. Y'all didn't. Have, y'all could have just did it with the people. Do like he did in 2004 when there was a ceremony for just the wrestlers. You don't need them people there. Get them in Hall of Fame. When they when they first had the shows, the first had the shows in the uh, the performance center, I think that would have been the perfect time to just do it. Like no fans, none. They could just honestly come out, say they speech, and that's it. And, and you could have their peers there. It's all the yeah. you know, all the wrestlers there. You don't need these. You don't need these damn people for the Hall of Fame. And especially if you want to open to a limited capacity, what you gonna say? Well, we only gonna allow 20,000 20, 20, people to put put paper stands up. They don't need that shit. Alright. Yeah, this is not no at least to me, I guess to since holding all this. I know money no drawing events. Just them saying we think we're we're thankful. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Holding is getting his second ring. Maybe we don't do the whole thing this year. Maybe we skip it until holding is done. No. They're not gonna skip it. I don't even forget. Let me see. Let me remember who it is. It's Batista and W O. about to say it. Don't say that shit, man. Xbox does not need to be a Hall of Famer that has two rings. Well, you don't have three. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm about to say, like, Xbox don't need to be having... Oh, come on now, man. Xbox oh, got two before Triple H got... You know, he just, just, just got one. You know what I'm saying? Triple H should have two. First of all, so when you look at the elite class of people that have two rings, look, you got Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Booker T. Rick uh, Flair. Huh? Rick Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair and X Pac. <laughs> that's the that, yeah that that's the elite class, all right. Uh, and so okay, you want to have some other ones? That's like I don't know about that one. Oh, I mean, you know, potentially Christian, potentially. Christian is, a, is a, could be a two-ringer. Godfather, a two-ringer. Which don't need to be, but okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Rock need to have 
two two to three. Okay. Well, if if uh, Godfather is a two ringer, then that means Ron Simmons will be a three ringer. Ron Simmons needs to be a three ringer though. He's gonna be a three ringer. JBL's gonna be a two ringer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because because about this, but, 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 but honestly, honestly, I really think that a while ago they were talking about putting uh, matches in. Oh, oh, hold on, before we do that, um, so guys, those, those are NXT Takeover predictions. Okay, so make sure you guys check out NXT Takeover Vengeance day where we're going to be doing a live stream on Sunday, just like we did for the Royal Rumble. We're going to stream the pay per view, give our thoughts about it. We got. We, Glad you guys enjoyed the stream. So make sure you support and, and wait for that stream to come up. It should be awesome. Me and Prime, hopefully QFlow will be back there. Well, I said it's Valentine's Day. Maybe maybe not QFlow, but maybe just me and Prime will stick it out there with y'all. So hopefully y'all, y'all can stay up for that. So um, it should be a blast. Can't wait, can't wait for it. Now, before I go into our next segment, real quick, I was talking about the Hall of Fame. Um, the, uh, the, uh, I just about to say about the two-ringer. Ronson deserves three. Yes, JBL deserves two. He's gonna be, but oh, but they were talking about a while ago that they were thinking about putting in matches. Do you agree Match. with that? Uh, you mean like WWE putting in matches? Like, like it'd be like okay, so since we got you know the, obviously the fuck, uh, since we got the Hall of Fame, obviously it'll be like okay. The Rock versus Stone Cold from WrestleMania Seven is a Hall of Fame match. We're gonna put them in the Hall of Fame, and they each get a, a Hall of Fame ring or a, anybody that was t- that took place in that matchup. No, I don't like that because it's WWE. They're gonna be putting their own. They're gonna be putting their own. No, I don't like that. Because I mean, if, I mean, if The Rock versus Stone Cold WrestleMania. No, I'm saying there's a lot of good matches, but if WWE is in charge of it, I'm telling you, I'm not gonna like it. They're gonna be like, oh, Triple H versus Booker T. Yeah, WrestleMania 19 deserves five stars. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right. No, no. Okay. See, that would piss you off. What would piss me off is like Big Daddy V versus like, no, nope, nothing. Big Daddy was Hall of Fame matches or One Street Kid versus Mango versus Kevin Nash. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure, Kevin Nash sludge hammer on the po- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> ladder match. Like what? The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Yeah. All right. All right. I certainly doubt that they'll do some shit like that. But, hey. But I, I just I thought about it. So, um, guys. Oh, uh, oh. I'm telling you, look. They, if they, I, don't, I mean, look. As far as matches go, this is not a good match to me. But they probably going to put on that because of the iconic moment of Andre and Hogan. But, like, the match was trash. The, ma- the match, it was, it was all about moment and energy and stuff like that. The what? match was seriously yeah. trash. So does it get a Hall of Fame thing for being a good match, or just being a good moment? They would give it the Hall of Fame thing for just being a good memory. Okay. Unfortunately. If that's the case, they're gonna make every every segment Triple H cut at the beginning of the show gonna be Hall of Fame where he's gonna have like fifty rings. Yeah, but I would say, but if they told the time like the first ever TLC match or the first ever Elimination Chamber match, you know, and they buy in that that first one gets a ring like Kane. Booker T, Jericho, Triple H, Rob Van Dam, you know all of them. Okay, well, uh, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll probably have to, that probably have to be a topic one day or something. Yeah, but uh, 
So, you guys, uh, we're going to move on to the show. We're going to talk about some releases that we didn't get to talk about last week and stuff like that. But before we do that, we are already recorded the Wednesday Night War. So, as we always do, we always put it towards the end of the show. But now, since we just talked about NXT and their uh, predictions, we're going to show you how these predictions led up to what's going on. So, we're going to give you guys the Wednesday Night War right now. Uh, me and Primetime recorded this earlier. So, uh, make sure you guys check this out right now. So, right now, we're getting to the Wednesday Night War. Alright guys, welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. I'm your host, Mustaine, and then of course, Deon, uh, not Deion Chase, but Primetime. So, so, so. so uh, well, yes, we are on audio this time because, you know what I'm saying, hey, look man, it, it, it's late where we're recording this, you know what I'm saying, probably on the weather and stuff like that. So we're like, no, we ain't gonna turn the cameras on today, but you still get the audio portion of this review. So, we're about to get into is the Go Home Show for TakeOver Vengeance Day for NXT. And we had to uh, finish up the, the Dusty Rose uh, classic matchups and stuff like that. And then also, when it comes to AEW, we got a blockbuster main event that's going on here. Falls Count Anywhere uh, six-man tag team matchup player. Only Tay Long could book this kind of stuff. So, let's go on and see what we got here. So, we start off NXT this week. With uh, the semifinals of MSK taking on Legado Del Fantasma. You talk about a high-octane matchup here. Well, that's what we get back and forth action between these two. They are just sitting there reversing and going back and forth on each one of their moves, stuff like that. And it, it's actually a really intense matchup because, you know, you get to see uh, what these teams are, are actually made of. And, like, I, you got to really see the, you know, the experience of how good MSK really is because I never got, I never watched the Radicals in Impact. I just heard of him, which, which the main guy, or I don't know if it's leader or not, went back to the Radicals and Impact Wrestling. But uh, they had a good matchup here. They uh, uh, pick up, I don't, I don't know the, the names of the, the Goto Phantasma, but they hit their spine buster. Uh, it's Joaquin uh, Wild and uh, Raul Mendoza. Yeah, uh, they, they hit the um, spine buster blockbuster. Uh, for the win, and uh, they are going to uh take over Avengers. So MSK is looking very, very strong here, and they're gonna face the winners of whoever wins between uh, Grizzle Young Vets or Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. So, uh, we go, and then after we come back, get Mercedes Martinez' little promo and what the, the women's championship means to her. We get Zia Lee taking on Cora Jade. So, but for some reason, Casey Cat and Zero. And Caden Carter, little thickness, is up there, and they appear at ringside, and they're they're concerned about Zia Lee. I'm like, y'all, wait, what? I kind of lost here because they never interacted with Zia Lee before she was when she was regular Zia Lee. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, they, huh? It's, it's one thing. It's, it's kind of one of those things where they did, but not like I, it's like one of those social media things. Oh, okay. Well, you got you got to bring me up to speed eventually. But so you know, I'm saying, I, think they were, I think they were just friends on social, like they were like on lives and all that. You know how they do? They be all buddy buddy on social media with each other. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, whatever happened to Zaylee like now, you know, now is just she's crazy and this and that. Well, so they ask her like, "Yo, girl, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you?" Cora tries to attack Zia Lee. She says, bitch? No. Nah. So she sit there, uh, do her, literally, her moveset, 
Trouble in Paradise standing and wins the matchup. So then, Ken Carl like, look, I don't know what's up with you right now, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to your women's up here. That's how she was talking. So she go up there. She step up to a uh, home scary looking homegirl, and she's talking this shit to her. Now this this right here was this just the bad on cameraman's part. Zia Lee comes up and grabs Kate Carr behind the head. You can tell Kaden Carter doesn't look surprised. Now she's just sitting there waiting for the spot. And it's just like, okay, grab me. All right, walk me over and I'll flip. It, it, it just, it didn't feel like Zia Lee actually with force hit her. She sold it and she flew off the stage. It looked like, if you look at her face, like I just watched this clip just, uh, just a minute ago. She just grabs her and just casually walks her to the end. Kate Carr's face looks stone, regular as usual, and it takes a flip for no apparent reason off the stage. I'm like, that either that that was shot poorly or Kate Carr didn't react the way she should have. Yeah, or acted poorly. Or acted or acted <laughs> poorly. I was just like, yeah, that's uh. Mm. So uh, you know, Zayli trying to apologize to her. Master her and Boa, and then Casey Cat and Zero uh, gets attacked by Zia Lee, and then the uh, homegirl, uh, I don't I forgot what, what her name is, but she just grabs uh, Boa by starts choking him, and then uh, Zia Lee says, "Look, I, I took care, I took care of him," and bows down to him. So that's how it ends. So I'm curious to see if they're going to have Kate Carter and I'm trying to see if they can snap. Zaylee out of it because you you know what's gonna happen now. She has been beating up Jabba's for three weeks, so now we're going to probably get her versus Kate and Carter next week, and then her versus uh, Casey Cat and Zero the week after. You, you you know how they usually book these things. Yeah, you know how they do. But I wasn't mad at it though. Are you mad at it? No, I'm not mad. I just want to see where it goes. Hopefully, we get something different and not like the same, other the same thing. I hope anyone things like like um. Oh my God! You saved me. Oh, please not that. Uh, uh, the the way come to the ring. Jairo Gatto's in a wheelchair and his arm is in a sling. Saying Koshida broke m- multiple bones in his arm, and I like how he says. First of all, I'm a lefty and I'm a, I'm a professional power walker. And he said I need my arms to swing. And the first, have you ever seen like the Olympics and see like the professional power walkers? Yeah, I'm watching just to laugh at it. Yeah, it's, I'm just, first of all, the way they be swinging their hips and with the arms, them jaws be hilarious to me. And I'm like, oh, power walk. <laughs> you see why you laughing? Because you know I'm, you know I'm right. I was, no, was going to make a joke, but I, I guess I should. Make the joke, but you got to make the joke. I said it, I said it. Like Randy Jackson, I'm on Town 25. Yeah, bro, them hips was moving, you know what I'm saying? Don't blame it on my sweetheart. Blame it on my baby. <laughs> so, uh, he was just, he was just saying that, and I was just picturing Jack McGill doing like a power walker. That's why it was funny to me. And he said, I'm stuck in a wheelchair. You know how I feel about wheels. Yo, I was dying. I, he was entertaining me. And then, so, Regal came out, because he, uh, he was saying that, uh, <laughs> you're going to still have to defend the North American Championship against Koshida. And it's either going to be tonight, when Austin Theory takes your place, or you're going to forfeit it. And he says, look, I got x-rays. And he shows the bones broke up there. He said, first off, if you see that R up there, it means right. And then, no, John Greer said, the R doesn't mean right, it means real. <laughs> so, I don't know why they entertain by this, but... Well, 
Actually, earlier tonight, I guess before um, before NXT went on air, Austin Theater was like posting. He like posted like, "Yeah, I just came from Johnny Gargano's house. The match for Takeover is canceled." Like they they tried to get out of it because he broke his uh, arm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. And then like, soon as soon as I seen that post was up, then I just seen like the match is back on. So I was kind of confused. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, after, uh, so Kushida, as he's talking to Regal, Kushida just ends up in the ring that stands with the way. They don't even pay attention. And then Regal is talking about some Kushida. How you feel about that? And Austin does, you know, the whole cartoon, they look back like, yeah, how you think about it, Kushida? Wait a minute, Kushida? And then, so he just hits him. And then, uh, you know, he's not going to hit the women. So he uh, has a tug of war with Jack Organo. And then he grabs his belt bag, but he's holding it with the wrong arm. He's just like, oh, my God. And then he gets hit and falls over the wheelchair. Even though that hit wasn't warrant to fall over the wheelchair, it looked weak. It wasn't like as strong as Shawn Michael Superkick looked at Bret Hart when he flew back over the over the wheelchair. Remember that from Raw? Yeah, you and Dead hit him in the wheelchair. Say what? That's what, is that the one he was like, you went there and hit a man in the wheelchair? Yeah, he just spooked, and then Joe rolled back and flipped him over. That was good selling by Bret Hart. When it came to this, I was like, that punch was weak. And Dragon Gale just, just, just oversold that a little bit, but, uh. Like, everybody that Hogan punches from 20, from 1999 to now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, that was say, but like I said, I thought it was entertaining. Like I said, I thought I thought Django again in the in the way is hilarious. Uh, women's uh Dusty Rose women's classic semifinals. Shazi Blackheart and Ember Moon take it on the way. Candice LeRae and uh, uh, hey, what's her name? Shazi Blackheart. No, Candice. You know, uh, oh, Andy, Andy Hartwell. Andy Hartwell. Yeah, so. Most of the time, Shazi Blackheart is taking the heat in this matchup. As you know, she cannot she can not get the tag. But then Ember Moon, oh my bad, I actually I played the video too loud. Uh, Ember Moon uh, comes in there, you know, in, in the heap of fire and everything. Starts doing the attack and then uh, does a, a middle rope cold breaker to Indy Hartwell, but kicks out. Uh, then the way comes back. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell have Ember Moon. Balance on the second row. She does a springboard line saw, which looks sick on Ember Moon. But then she goes to dive outside to the ropes to hit Shazi Blackheart. It is noticeably short. And I, I, I'm not trying to sound like I have a bias or a sexist attitude, but when these women be diving through the middle rope, it scares the fuck out of me. The only one. That be launching with so much speed, like Ember when she goes to the bottom rope, Shazi Blackheart, but she just be going to die. But like when Carmella do it, when Nick, when when Brie Bella don't need to do it no more, because uh, they don't run, they just like they barely jog and then think that's <laughs> enough speed to like get get through the rope and their foot to not hit the mm. rope. It's like nah, you gotta like throw yourself. They don't throw themselves. The only one that really that's- throws themselves like Ember and Shazi. I don't want to throw themselves. Candace, now see the way she does it. She runs to the rope, full speed, and then she like launch. Like you see, she put her hand through the middle rope and kind of like launches herself out. But this time, it was like that was just mad short. So Shazi had to yeah, put. She kind of does how how she kind of does how Gargano does his in the ring. Exactly, exactly. And I'm just like, yeah, you need to, you, you got to pick up some more power because that stuff is dangerous. And like every time I see Bree 
Bella, Sasha Banks, Carmella, when they be doing, I'm like, first of all, their takeoff is 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 bad. The form of the run is sloppy because you should you should start being you should like Daniel Bryan to me got one of the best ones. Yeah, I mean, I know, like to me for a while, that's why I really hated Dean Ambrose's when he used to dive out the ring because it was just like it just looked you know, so lazy. So Dean Ambrose was bending down before he bounced off the second rope. <laughs> okay. He started leaning down all the way as he's running across the ring. I'm just like, well, here it comes. <laughs> you know, y'all need to see this shit coming. Yeah, they used to hate it so much because it's like he, he jog outside the ring. He'll do it so lazily to where it's like, that don't even hurt nobody. It don't even look, it don't even look good. So. But uh, Daniel Bryant, though, he, I, I think he does his the best. He, he, he puts a full head of yeah, steam. He, he picks up that speed, yep. Mm-hmm. And then just launches himself right through the middle rope. And it, he has no st- en- enough time to, you know, protect himself. But yeah, I- I'm sorry, it, it just scared. Say, say what? I was gonna say, gonna say real, real quick, somebody else that I, I really like when they used to do it, Austin Aries, because he picks up speed like at the last second. Yeah, pooh, he like a you know you know who else? Uh, Phoenix used to do it good before he started doing the whole homicide flip with it <laughs> and crash into the barricade. I'm just like, bro. You, you need to stop because <laughs> I'm about to say you just you you ain't oh, killing yourself. Yeah. You, you, you don't know people. We, yeah, a lot of people got a good one. You know, homicide got a good one. Yeah, just talking about homicide. A lot of these people got a good suicide dive back in the day when that name back in the day, like you know, like mm-hmm. the past few years. But not really now. I can't really think of anybody that has a good suicide dive other than Amber Shotzi and Dave. Exactly. So then we have. Uh, uh, Indy Hartwell's the legal person. Candace comes back into the ring. Uh, Ember moves try to go for a tag, but it, obviously Shotzi's not there. But uh, Ember does hit an eclipse on uh, Can- uh, Candace LeRae, and she falls back into position. Indy Hartwell's like, no, I'm going to protect Candace. Shotzi says, fuck it, I don't care. Does a sit time from the top. That looked brutal. And I'm saying, because no woman in that scenario... From Candace to Indy Harwell to Shazi Blackheart got any better end of that at all. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a uh, uh, Indy Harwell pins. Uh, I mean, that should be Shazi Blackheart pins Indy Harwell, and they win the matchup. So they're going to the finals to face the, uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez in the first ever women's Dusty Classic. Ember's taking this pin. Raquel Gonzalez is winning the matchup. They're going over. It's going to be a good one. I still, I, I know why they didn't do it. I know they didn't want two heels to fight in the finals, but like, I just, I don't understand why the the way it was like, I thought they were getting pushed. I thought with, with them being associated with Gargano, it was all, it was automatically like getting that TV time, getting that push. Mm. Thought they going to try to build up uh, Indy Hartwell because she, they don't really know, nobody really knows her moves, knows she, she she's just there pretty much. So I thought at the beginning that was going to be either Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez or Casey Canzaro and uh, Kaden Carter or The Way because they were a legit team that they were, they were like using on TV. Yeah. Uh, so let's, 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 we can get through this. Uh, we got Cedric Escobar backstage saying that the uh, Karrion Cross is foolish enough for giving him the gift of time uh, while 
uh, the ghetto hotel fantastic comes back and apologizes about losing the match. He said, never apologize. But what you can do is find out to make sure that somebody doesn't make it next week, which that's not going to happen. Koshida takes on Austin Theory uh, tonight anyway for the matchup. Uh, so we, uh, the match is all right. I didn't see much because I was, I was, I was going back to, um, AEW Dynamite on this one. And then come back, Koshida, uh, goes into an, uh, arm bar on an apron, but Gorgano hits him with a super kick. So, uh, it's, we're disqualified. And, uh, as Gorgano, you know, feels though that he, he got one over on him, uh, Dexter Loomis, comes from underneath the ring and crawls under the stairs of Gorgano, and Gorgano gets very scared. So, that's why I think that Gorgano may retain, because Dexter Lewis is going to be next in line. In my personal opinion, so. Oh, okay. That's what I think. Uh, I, I, I low-key forgot about Dexter Lewis in a sense, almost. Uh, we get uh, Cameron Grimes uh, comes, is, is outside in it's like somewhat of a suit. I'm guessing in a brown top hat and things like that. I don't understand. Uh, he, he he pulls out. I, I didn't hear too much of the promo, but he has so much money, he don't even know what uh, what to do with it. I guess it's because he, he, he's playing off the GameStop thing that happened. Because he said, cause he, said yeah. he, he, he placed his bet at the right time because GameStop went to the moon. So, Somehow, someway, he's, he's going to do a, a rich guy gimmick. I hate this already. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, okay, he just throws a bunch of money and runs around. I'm just like, he had legit money in his hand. He had about had about probably ten thousand in his hand, in all hundreds and all them fresh hundreds because you uh, know he came back through that curtain. Vince was like, oh, Triple H was like, give me that back. Yeah, please give that back to me. First of all, throwing around that COVID money, I ain't trying to do that. This should be in my bank account right now. Uh, we go, like I said, I didn't see much of the promos. We go down to the main event. Grizzly Young Vets taking on Timothy uh, Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. These guys have a brutal matchup here. Uh, Grizzly Young Vets show that they belong. Even powerbombing Ciampa on one point on the apron, even though the powerbomb looked terrible in my personal opinion. I was like, Ciampa ain't getting enough air. And I was just I like... Ciampa has checked out. Ciampa <laughs> checked out. <clears throat> I, I, I don't, why why do you think he's checked out? In your opinion, I don't mm. I don't know. It just this guy used to be the top of the top main event. Not to say that he should be in every single main event, but it's like I don't think he's where he wants to be. He's in like a lower lower mid card view. You know, in, in all honesty, I think what is maybe getting the chomper is the way NXT is right now. Because first of all, it's not NXT's fault, but. It's WWE's fault. In other words, they got them on USA. They got them on a lose-lose night. They, they, they can't touch what AEW's doing. They got two hours, and then, like I said, it wasn't on a the network. They lost their, their, their grittiness to it. They got to go by what USA wants to see, opposed to what they can do on the network. You know, so a lot of things about NXT have changed, unfortunately. Yeah, but now it's like he grows hair out. He, he don't look cool no more. He looks lame. Like his, his you know, it's kind of like what Ezekiel Jackson grew his hair out. Oh, oh my God! Why would you even do that? <laughs> uh, the, the Grizzly Young Vets uh, champ attempts to go. Kinda, just real quick, I was gonna say, kind of remind me of that one e, uh, EC3 uh, entrance where he when he used to come out full of energy. That he came out that one time. He just like. 
Yeah, I'm over this shit. Yeah, so I, I I feel you on that one. Uh, Chopper tries to go for the, the widow's belt, the Drake, but uh, uh, when Gibson prevents it, and they hit a ticket to Mayhem for the win. I told you, prime time, and the Grizzly Young Vets are going on to face MSK in the, bruh. I don't know if you've seen it. What they did these lousy match, uh, live action match matchups where they like. This is going to be the match. They just showed it to two people sitting there arguing face-to-face. I'm like, why'd they do that? So they have one of Grizzly Young Vets talking to MSK. Bruh, I'm telling you, black dude look like look like Nate Parker with that loud shirt on. Did they do the, um, the Borat promo again or what? I don't think they did. Uh, uh, they used to like, very nice or uh, not. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, that stuff is stuff. Well, now it's time to go on to AEW Dynamite. So we are here for Dynamite. Here we got a lot of things happening. There's there's a big announcement that happens inside the Winter Circle, and then we had that crazy main event. But we start off with the TNT Championship. Oh shit, I forgot that they still got to be defended. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Darby Allen taking on Joe Janela. Oh, where the hell he been at? Okay, so Joe Janela has been off TV for a minute. I think, uh, I don't even know if he's been on Dark. I think he's just been pretty much chilling. And then, uh, I think Darby was like, you know, when I got here, my first match, uh, Georgia Dillon was in the main, not, he was in the main event with, uh, Kenny Omega. Where is that Georgia Dillon? And then he was like, I'm, I'm gonna challenge him for the title because I kind of missed that guy. I think that guy deserved more time. Pretty much is what he did. Yeah, well, he got it all right. Uh, George Nutt was a, was aggressive. Darby Allen was aggressive as well. George Nutt does a face plant on the apron to Darby Allen. Darby Allen dives through the ropes and then takes out George Nutt on the, on the beginning. Uh, they all, t- um, Janela hits a power driver for a near fall, but then, uh, Darby hits an avalanche cold red from the top rope, which looks sick. And then, uh, after the two count, he gets a coffin drop and there's a three count. So Darby Allen wins. He he celebrates and then you know uh, they talk they talk a little about uh, Kenta and the, the six minute tag team uh, tonight. <clears throat> Inner circles backstage. Uh, it is after they clear the room. MGF and Sammy Guevara are left standing there, and he, uh, Sammy says he saw last week. He knows what MGF is doing, and uh, he said he knows he's trying to take over. He knows he's trying to take over the inner circle, and he hates it. And he said, Sammy, you're just, you're just jealous of me. But he realizes that, that Sammy hates Jericho. He hates to play second fiddle to Jericho. Sammy's upset because he wants to take over the inner circle. MJF has been recording the conversation. Sammy smashes the phone and floors MJF in the ribs. So then, uh, the night I think MJF is going to take that footage and like make it, make it to say, like, I hate Jericho and Somebody, I'm jealous. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Mick Foley Royal Rumble '99. I quit. I quit. Footage type thing. Something like that. Yeah, I think. I think. I think he'll just show him. He'll probably just show him the footage of art. Yeah, edit it up to where it looked like he said that, and then he'll say, "And he beat me up. Look at my ribs because he had the he has ribs tape uh, later." So you're right. Uh, we are we get ready for the Nightmare Family entrance. Uh, we have Cody Rose and Lee Johnson versus uh, Cesar Benoni and Peter Avalon. Can I, I answer the question, man. Prime? Sure. Why is this a thing? I don't know, but I hate it. 
And I'm like, okay, so to me, first of all, there was this like, Cody has a black history shirt on, and it's going, all the proceeds is going to some kind of charity for Black History Month. And I'm just like, what shirt is he wearing that says Black History Month? No, just a, a black, black and white logo of his. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, was it always like that? No, no. it's different colors. He, he went different colors. This one's like all black. It's like an all, it's like the all white shirt, but like a black, black logo. Okay, so yeah, nothing to say black issue, like an all black shirt, right? And I'm just like, oh, so that's why he's tagging with the black guy today. Nah, I hate it. I I I hate it like so much. I was like, guys, look, I understand, but that's not the way to, to to me, that's not the way you celebrate black history. They ain't do, and first of all, it's, it's it's a pointless tag team matchup. There's just so much stuff wrong with this to where I'm like, for one, this guy has been on the shows. Like he was MJF's uh, guy. He was like he's been on the show. He's just now all elite. <laughs> but anyways, aside from that, they, they wanted they they wanted to showcase this guy so much. They tried to make Jim Ross put him over. They tried to have Arn Anderson put this guy over. And it's like, for one, this is a random match. So it don't mean nothing. But two, he is old and twenty nine. He's 0-29, and all of a sudden, he got to get the win because yeah. Black History won. If you tell us what they was doing, they gave this man the interview, they gave this man the, the, the win, they gave this man the special entrance, they gave this man the special time and all that. I just felt like, it just felt like a handout to me. It, it's pandering. I'm like, it's, it's, yeah. if this ain't the definition of a pandering, th- you don't need to, d- look, because there are people I mean, out there talking about... They got Powerhouse Hobbs, too. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. There's, a lot, there's, there's black people that got on there. Scorpio Sky, too. You yeah, know, that's it. You yeah. know, look. I'm going to say this. Because I don't know... He should have been in this I would have loved that. Oh, yeah. And more, actually. There are people out there that are going to probably be like... What you you all you black people always complaining, you know what I'm saying? They talk about so they want more diversity, they want to see themselves more on the show, then when they get it they always complaining. From this is two black people talking. Let me explain something between honoring and pandering. This matchup, if it if it wasn't on the card, it means nothing. If Cody from if look Cody's wife is black. If Cody wants to have a black a shirt, you know that he feels a represents Black History Month and wants to you know give to charity, that's fine. Let him he can do that. But having this match with this with this guy who means absolutely nothing, who comes out of nowhere and wins something for absolutely nothing to know. For the only reason why they had the match, there's no storyline to this. There's Wait, nothing, huh? I just thought is, is this why Cody's team with Red Velvet. Yes! <laughs> because they had to find another little... They had to find another black girl that resembles Brandy Rose. That's what I'm saying. They could have got They're Big Swole. Yeah. But the only reason why they went with, went with Red Velvet because she looks like Brandy Rose. That's it. And I'm like, look. God. If y'all could just showcase... Look, I'm, I'm not... I know you don't want to talk about this too much. But what WWE is doing right now with Bobby Lashley, Ooh. how he snapped, 
and took out Riddle and, and took out Keith Lee and all the people like that. Mm-hmm. It's black representation. Just showcase the people. Showcase the show. Stop making, stop booking them to look stupid. Stop uh, booking them all together. And they can go out there and win matches. It's fine. Put them in decent storylines. Have us make them believe, such as Keith Lee winning both titles. This shit meant nothing. Because after February, nobody going to remember this guy. And that's including yeah. the black people. Yeah, but it's like... The match and all that was already too much. Having uh, Arn Anderson, Dustin Rose, QT Marshall, Jerry Lynn, and whoever else, could, I happened to want to come out there for a uh, for Tony Schiavone interview was definitely, definitely. Is that an interview about what? Because he got a win in a tag team match by luck? That meant yes, nothing. The one in twenty nine. The one. It's okay. Yeah, you're still not in the rankings. It'd be different if they had built up. Say if they built up Scorpio Sky. If they had built up Powerhouse Hobbs. If they had built up some African American wrestler, black wrestler that that was there, right? And they, it's like okay, they cannot get over the hump, and they sitting there. It's like the TNT Championship, but the storyline has been built, and it just so happened to take part in February, because you wanted to build up that storyline, and it's like, hey, we're going to reward you the TNT Championship, and it's like, that's an iconic moment that you want to put in your black history. Do I want to put uh, fucking Lee Johnson in my black history because he went 1-29? in No! I mean, let me, let, me, let me see all the people that they got right now so far. They got Lee Johnson, they got Sugar D, aka Pineapple Pete. Where he been at? <laughs> Scorpio Sky, Powerhouse Hobbs, Big Swole, and then you know Red Velvet here and there. Uh, different people here and there. They just opened up a thing. Impact. Impact has a lot of. They got Rich Swan. You know they got Moose. They got Willie Mack. They got Chris Bay. They got a couple good people. And then, of course, they got Private Party as well. Private Party, I forgot. But yeah. Yeah, well, Private Party. But see, this could have been, you could have said, uh, you could put Private Party and be like, you know what? They could win the Impact Tiles. It's something, it's better representation you can do just to see a black person pull out of obscurity. Oh, say what? Impact, Impact is in Nashville. You, you know they're not one of them titles. They're they not. But I'm just saying, uh, just to be plucked from obscure, uh, pick a black guy from obscurity and to give him a moment like this. That do you think that makes black folks happy? Because we see, hey, we gave a black guy a tag team win for Cody Rhodes. That shit, that shit is the most pandering. And you know what? WD panders a lot, but bro, they ain't do it like this. You know, I think it's worse because it's with Cody because oh. <laughs> it reminds me of like. Every time Hulk Hogan comes back, he comes back with somebody and they do the Hulk Hogan thing in the middle. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. That's what our mom is. So then, so what's gonna happen? So in in March when we do Women's History Month, we gonna have Cody uh, do another mixed tag team match. Or oh, wait a minute, in October when it's Hispanic Heritage Month, he will he will team up with a Mexican. Like what? Come on. And he gonna team up with Proud and Powerful. Oh my god. I mean, he is teaming up with Red Velvet in uh, in March. I'll, I'll, you know what you you made me more sick of this shit. So of course, Cody and Lee Johnson get the win. Who gives a shit? Uh, Ray name of taking on Pack. Really, I'm just like, what's all these job matches going on tonight? Pack beats the shit out of him. What are you talking about? Say what? He was. What are you talking about? He was fighting against Tad WWE Tag Team Champion Dolph Ziggler. 
That's the same guy. You cannot tell me otherwise. That's not the same guy. <laughs> they got the same moves and everything. Same guy. Well, guess what? He he lost the same two. As he got a black arrow and a brutalizer, and then that's how you know that's the same guy because he lost. Exactly. So Ray Namath uh, lost it. So we get a replay. Meryl blames Orange Cassidy for, uh, for last week's monstrosity. So he he said that they they're going to play. Don't know where trend is at. Chris Jericho and MJF taking on the acclaim. Oh damn. Okay. Chris Jericho and MJF taking on the acclaim. Uh. The match already is kind of slow. Jericho is showing the age here. I'm sorry in this matchup. I don't know if you agree or not, but to me, Jericho was showing the age in this match. Well, I will say, though, the Acclaim are new at wrestling, and they are like 19 years old. Yeah, they're young. They're young and fire. They're They're young, and they're like energetic, and they're like styles don't mix. Like I know Jericho can't mix styles, but I think their styles don't mix like at all. It might be. Yeah, well, Gerald gets a Judas effect, and they, they win. Sammy comes out comes out with the microphone. I before you get to Sammy, I, I will say I think before I think before Jericho like botched on that uh, that 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 move, they have been doing good doing matches like for his age. If that makes sense, I mean, like get matched to high his age. Time getting older. That is a fair. Sentiment. I'm not gonna go against that. I, I agree. That's a fair sentiment, but he still shows the age. Yeah, still shows. He still shows the like. It's like if he was going like one on one with like Jungle Boy, you would see the age rather than him going like one on one with like Matt Hardy or something. You know. Yeah, fair because Matt, Matt, Matt ain't got no knees anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sammy comes out with the microphone. Jericho says, "Yo, man, what is the problem, Sammy?" Okay, Sammy says, "What did I say, Chris? If one more thing happens." I'm done. And then so since he's, he's done, he quits the inner circle. Jericho's just like, oh my God, what happened? And everybody looks heartbroken. I thought he was going to jump him the way uh, Jake Hager was taking off his jacket and everything. I was like, okay, you going to do something or not? You just t- took off the jacket. Uh, and I think Jake Hager was not going to jump. If anything, I think Jake might be on his side. Even though Jake is not going to. Jake is like on his side, he's not like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lead the group for you. It's kind of like... Uh, Blue and Otis in a sense. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to go, but you're in the group. You got to go. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, uh, they, they go to commercial. Sammy's leaving the building. He needs time away from this place. Matt Hardy and Hangman are at the bar. Matt uh, fakes drinking shots because, you know, he's big money man now. He's just, you know, uh, trying to get, you know, Hangman drunk. Uh, which is just going to be hard to do. Says that he knows Heyman doesn't want to be a tag team guy, but he can make him millions for just a 30% fee, just like he did for Private Party. Uh, Paige agrees, but signs a different contract while Matt is back his turn. So what's in that contract? I'm so curious how they're going to... Uh, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's something... Something, something weird. Watch, you gonna take control of private party? Something I don't know. Oh, I don't want private uh, with Hangman Page. I'd rather see them be healed uh, and hurt. Uh, I know what I'm saying. There's gonna be something, something silly, but uh, on BTE, uh, BTE, they've been like uh, having the Dark Order doing these like having a sleepover or whatever, like doing these different events, and Hangman wants to come to
the previous episodes, like a Valentine's Day special. So they all they all wrote Valentine's Day cards to um, Heyman, and he was just like, yeah, whatever. And he left the room. Matt Hardy seen the card. He's kind of like chillers now. <laughs> I gotta got start watching BT some more. <laughs> yeah, like Matt Hardy is jealous of the Dark Order sending Hangman Valentine's Day card. That is not an exaggeration. Mm. <laughs> Tony interviews Sting. They fist bump, boom, because that's what Sting is doing here. Uh, Asks about the street fight, and Taz interrupts and says, uh, Sting can say anything. Taz uh, is there, and they're on a road trip, and they feel that they have attacked Darby and put his body back tied to the back of their car. They drive off, and Sting goes after them to the parking lot. Ain't going to catch him. At all, I'm just like it'd be different. Sting had supernatural powers, but they didn't do that. Uh, well, I mean, he did in WCW. Yeah, but oh, yeah, back when he was 30, he can move. Uh, Marvarez with uh with Omega's on the golf course. Uh, Omega designed Wayne distraction while he's golfing, which you really shouldn't if you're playing golf. Uh, Marvarez uh says he shouldn't be she he shouldn't. Be here prepping for his match rather than playing golf. I mean, he says that he is the best and doesn't need to prepare in the regular way. Okay? Says that, you know, he's forgotten how to lose. I don't know how to do that. Says he won't lose, he won't miss, and then uh, goodbye, good night. So, we have now the World Title Eliminator Tournament, which you talked told me about last week. Thunder Rose is taking on Layla Hirsch. So, uh, I was like, okay, so this is a tournament that Prime was talking about. So, uh, Ro- uh, Layla Hirsch hits a cross arm breaker. Ro- Rosa powers out. Rosa get uh hits a huge side slam for a three count to Layla Hirsch. Uh, pretty decent matchup. Not not much, you know, going back and forth there. Dunder Rosa is winning. Um, I didn't see the Tony Schiavone and Jungle Boy interview backstage. So I didn't. I had a, I don't think that I had that on mute because I was like recording that time as well. Okay. But, um. I, this tournament just don't interest me or make sense. Well, it's, it's kind of a slight spoiler because, you know, people can't travel from Japan over here right now. Let's put this new variant out, so. Yeah, well, like, guess what they did. Guess, just take a guess at what they did. They flew to Japan. They said, yeah, you doggone right. They said, <laughs> hey, champ. Hey, champ. We haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Go over to Japan. Go over. Come, go over there. So their champion is at Japan right now. Oh God, they're, they're, America don't care. Uh, we got a false I mean, count, huh? Do you have Do you have the names of the bracket? I, no. If you If you have them, that'd be great to read them. I don't have the name. I don't have the bracket up. All right, let me see if I can find it real quick. I should yeah. have it. Oh, wow. All right, so. They got they got one in the United States and one in uh Japan. In Japan. Yeah. So these are the first round matchups. Uh, they got Layla Hirsch versus Thunder Rose, which we already know who won. Serena D versus Rio, uh, which I can I guess Serena Deeb's gonna win, you know, because she is the champion NWA women's champion. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't seen Rio Tenkan. in like a while. <clears throat> yeah, she's probably been in Japan. They probably flew her back. Yeah. <laughs> uh Tay Conti versus Nyla Rose. Uh, 
Got a Britt Baker, DMD versus Anna J. Mm. Two interesting matches. And then um, in Japan, you were probably not going to know any of these people. Oh, Big, anyway. Big Swole's not in this tournament? No. And uh, this, uh, I'm, seeing, I'm trying to think of other women that's not in this tournament. Well, I mean, well, Chris Taylor is still injured, and then... Uh, Anybody that you know is not in this tournament, because these are all Japan people. Oh, here we go. All right, we'll read them off still. <laughs> Yuka Sakazaki is in this match. I think she might go away with dependent. Uh, you got Nate Shiraga. She, she's interesting, you know. She's very interesting, but I still think Yuka got this... Uh, y'all know Yuki theme song. Go check it out. Anyways, uh, you got Zany versus Emmy Sakura, which is the the queen. She has, she's doing the queen gimmick. Uh, you got Mikioto versus Ryo, and um, pretty much her, she was her name was Oscar in Japan, but uh, she came to America and is already an Oscar in America, so she's she just changed her name completely. Mm. Uh. And Cody Rose's favorite is uh 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 Mecca. I don't know how to pronounce the first name, you know. And then you get Aja Khan versus Ren Kadorka. I heard of Aja Khan. Yeah, Aja Khan. Aja Khan is weird because she doesn't sell. So I don't know which the only people I can see her selling for in this whole tournament is Yuka Sakazaki Thunder Rosa and Baby Dollar Rose. Those are the only people I see her selling for, period. Mm. I mean, she don't sell. Yeah, it would be good if this, if this thing had some heat to it, but it don't. Unfortunately. No, it don't, and it's probably going to be on YouTube. Oh, they're not pay-per-viewing this thing at all, nothing like that? I mean, I'm probably sure the finals or the semifinals will be on YouTube. I mean, it will be on, on TV and pay-per-view, but I think they said Monday they're going to do the first round on YouTube. Okay. Well, mostly because, you know, Revolution is coming up, so. I guess. All right. They might be done with it by then, yeah. Main event time. We have... A six-man tag, falls count anywhere, anything goes, player match. So we have, well, actually, no, it's a tag team match. I want to say six-man yeah. four. It's a tag team match. It's a lights out, no DQ, falls count anywhere. Yeah. We have uh, Moxley and uh, Lance Archer taking on Kenny Omega and Kenta. Kenta comes out with the briefcase, and Omega has a very arrogant entrance. So... Uh, the match starts, starts off in the ring. First of all, I will say this. Bruh, get Jake Roberts, okay? He, I think, ruined his career tonight. And I'll get to that when I get to it, because I don't know if he was paying attention or not, but you should be. Uh, match starts off in the ring. Back and forth, you know, they, they, you know they're, they're fighting. We get a trash can. Ken Omega goes from the second rope to Moxley uh, with a moonsault on a trash can. They uh, he sets up in the corner and Kenta does a flying dropkick to Moxley with the trash can on him. They pull out a ladder, but Omega gets suplexed on the ladder. He he knows how he sells the thing. We go to the outside of ring and then we have Lance Archer, uh, choke slams Omega, which looked like it hurt like hell, through these like shallow tables. So Omega is uh, a little slow to get up as uh Kenta and Moxley go to the back 
in the kitchen area, and they start fighting. Go onto those metal tables like the butcher and the blade, you know, they cut the meat at. And then he's going for a power driver, but Kenta hits a DDT on Moxley and gets a two count. Tries to go for the arm bar. Then uh, Kenny Omega is back. Yeah, I thought, was, I thought it was weird for him to go on put his light little bell lock on top of the table. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay. Uh, di- oh, I don't know. Was it Archer or I, I think it was uh, Archer hits him with like a whole box of potatoes. And I'm just like, yeah, Archer hits him. With yeah, it's hit him with the with the box of potatoes. I'm just like, so they sit there just spudding it out. You know, what I'm saying you, know, you see all the stuff coming for the potatoes and everything there. I was like, I wonder if Moxley would take a bite of potato, but I was like, no, it's COVID. Uh, so we 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 make our way to the front of the stage. Uh, we got Lance Archer and Hideo Time fighting on the stage. Omega and uh, Moxley fighting below the stage. Omega says Moxley up on the table. Archer is playing the power bomb Kenta through the table, where of course we have. Uh, Jr. Tony Schiavone, Don Callis, and uh, Excalibur. He tells them all to move. And then, uh, as he's going for the power bomb, Kenta gets out of it. Kenta go. Uh, he he ducks Larch's clothesline, runs off, and there's a double foot stop to Monster's stage off the stage. Through, I can't say through the table because the table didn't break. And I'm like, I am the table, and they want a New Japan table. They, they, they did. I was just like, yo, bro, that Hogan table, bro. It don't work with you. No, no give at all. I was like, that that, that would have been so sick if that table had broke, but. It, it didn't. I mean, to my credit, I think he should have did something other than the foot stomp because foot stomp don't really break the tables. Yeah, but the, the, the way the way he came off it was was kind of crazy. Uh, Archer staring down Omega, saying, "No, uh, you're mine." So he comes to the ring. Kenny tries to go for uh, hits him with the candlestick. He just breaks that joint. He says, "It's ain't nothing." He tried to go for that uh, double underhook dragon that that snap dragon suplex. He can't get it. Archer hits a powerful choke slam to King Omega. It's still ain't the Brock Lesnar bounce one, but it said he does a powerful choke slam on him. Removes the ladder uh, and does the walk the rope moonsault thing, which I I don't like him doing. I really don't like that big man uh, doing it at all. Uh, this so, man has been doing that for about eighteen years now. You gotta either live with it or. <laughs> I mean, I'm living with it. I'm living with it. Like I live with it. Uh, as he tries to set up uh, Kenny Omega for the uh, God, what's, what's his finishing move? You know that, that reverse Razor's Edge type thing. Uh, when we, oh, you talking about the blackout? Yeah, the blackout. Here come the good brothers coming down, and then Kenta comes back trying to give him some back fist, but it doesn't work. Big boot. So as the good brothers uh, come in, they they they, they are getting uh, attacked by Lance Archer. Then here comes Jake Roberts. This shit right here. Did he not learn from last week? He comes in the ring. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I, I I turned away and I turned back and I seen him like down about to get the uh, V check. I'm like, oh yeah. No, bro, I'm telling you right now, little dead serious. This shit that he legit hurt something. So he's in there and he does a little twisted move and he hits uh Anderson with a bad clothesline. Gallows comes in there, hits him in the jaw, right like the can uppercut. Roberts falls on his knee. He just like falls on his knee. And it looks like they're setting him up for the V trigger, right? And then before he gets before Cam gets the V trigger on uh, him, Moxie comes in there with a barbed wire bat and hits Omega and the Good Brothers. The now we're, we're watching the matchup the whole time. Uh, Jake Roberts can't move. He's on his knee a long time. Then he goes to the outside of the ring, and then he is turning red, and he's still on his knees. 
He can't get up. He tries to get up. He cannot get up. My, like I said, we're watching the action the whole time in the ring. We're not paying attention. But I was sitting looking. I was like, yo. Because my mom was like, is he uh, all right? And I was just like, yo. That's why I text you. I'm like, yo, tell J. Rob stay away. Did you see what he did last week when he hit in, in Helico? Yeah, I've seen it. That's what I just, I, I, mean, I took it as him selling. That's kind of like what he does now. I can sell. Bro, but when he tried. He was always good at but, selling. But. Yeah, but when he tried to get up, he couldn't walk. Like, I think he came down that well, knee I mean, hard. He probably came down on the wrong. I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll be good to go next week, but you know how. He come down on your knee fast. Even if you're even if you 30, you come down on your knee fast. You're going to take a little He won't even be doing this shit anyway, but then. You know, man, we, we we get the magic killer on on uh, Lance Archer, then a V trigger, then they all have to launch him up in the air. And man, I kind of got scared. I was, yeah, I was like, please bring him down. And he gets the one wing angel. Seven feet. I was like, he's seven feet tall. I don't think he never like did it when you like gotta push him up and then grab the head at the same time. Seven foot tall person. Exactly, but he hits it cleanly, and Kenny Omega and the good uh, Kenny Omega and Kenta win the matchup. And uh, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good main event. How about you? I thought it was a good main event. This I'm in a weird spot because even though Omega is the AEW champion, I thought they were going to give Kenta the win to like kind of like you know for people that don't know who Kenta is, kind of make him look strong. Mm-hmm. Thought they going to let Kenta get the pinfall, but Omega getting the pinfall is cool too. He gets the AEW champion. So yeah, so I. I'm- I, I am all cool with that. So, who wins the Wednesday Night War? Is it we, we did a long one today, so I apologize for that already. Uh, NXT or AEW Dynamite? Ooh, I don't. I don't know. In, in my know personal this. opinion, they both stepped up from last week. They were definitely. NXT ain't last week. <laughs> but they had a go home show today, so. Is it AEW or is it NXT? This is tough. Not that they both, not that I don't have, I don't prefer one over the other. It's just like they both were had good good moments. They both had like bad moments. They both had moments I didn't really care about. But I really, really enjoyed the Lights Out match. But then I think that's probably like the only thing I enjoyed from AEW. Look, NXT wins for me. I was going to tell you that. Okay. And NXT wins for me because. They had good tag team matches when it came to, you know, Shazi Blackheart and Maroon was, uh, it, that one was good. The, the main event was good. Uh, the whole thing was Zion Lee, even though Katie Carter didn't, didn't act the right. MSK winning was good. You know, Giant Regatta was hilarious. However, on the AEW side, the Lights Out match was great. I enjoyed the main event for that. But then uh, Darby and Janela was nothing I haven't seen before. So it was nothing new. Uh, th- th- this whole tournament for the women have no, there's no heat behind it, so I didn't care about it. Sh- Tony Schiavone's thing was not needed. Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson was not needed, and and I was like that whole pandering shit rubbed rubbed the wrong way. And the first thing, and the whole Cena Guevara thing was, uh, you know, leaving the inner circle was something, but they didn't really capitalize on that until next week. So that's why NXT gets my pick. Yeah, no, nah, I, I agree. I was just in my mind, I was like, that match was so good to where I was like, does it sway my full opinion? But it, uh, it would have if I had to see Cody and Lee Johnson pander. Well, it's a lot of stuff you didn't have to see. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I said like, because you know, they give they give two shits about that shit hey, at all. Jay Jay Ram was falling on one knee, probably would have elevated it. For me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that showed me he got the ring even more. He, he tripped over a helico last week. Good job, no, kid. No. Catching my fall. <laughs> Or Tully uh, falling over a week before. We still ain't seen him since. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we ain't seen we ain't seen Tully since that Spike Fall Driver. You absolutely right. These old old timers need to stop, man. All right, guys, you post out the comments down below. Who do you guys think won AEW or NXT for this past week? We we will be live. This Sunday, going over, uh, doing the NXT Vengeance review, and then hopefully we'll be live for Elimination Chamber and live for Revolution. So we got a lot of pay reviews that we're doing, and so we're going to build up our live audience. We appreciate all the stuff that you guys have been doing for us. That, that, that. If you listen to the podcast, we are going to move on. Yeah, guys, and we're back after that Wednesday Night War. So I know you guys got it earlier in the episode than usual. So we're going to uh, just... Uh, touch on a couple of things before we get up out of here. Uh, so as you are, you already seen Prime that uh, Lars Sullivan quietly got released by WWE. Yeah, and, I seen it. Yep, and then he he finally came out and acknowledged uh, the release and everything, and, and saying that you know uh, the WWE you know did that to kind of like you know he, he appreciates appreciates them doing that because you know Lars Sullivan well. Here's the thing, Lars Sullivan is an interesting case because we already know that a while ago Lars Sullivan has been in the news for those a lot of controversial things he did back in his past. Yeah, yeah for, for those tweets and for uh those disrespectful things if he has said uh which it has been reported no, by oh, other you done left something out. Would I, would I leave a... Yeah, he had a career in the film industry. In the, and, yeah. So, all, all that stuff was uh, coming out. There have been reports from other wrestlers that Lars Sullivan has gone to them personally, and multiple of them, not just certain ones, and has apologized for his previous behavior. So, I mean, you can take, take what you want with that. But, uh, you know... I don't, it is noteworthy that he went out there and um, went to go apologize. Uh, but then he also suffered from uh, anxiety attacks. And anxiety attacks and mental health stuff is no joke. And I truly believe that, you know, because WWE had big plans for Lars Sullivan. And remember when he first came to the main roster, he was just wreaking havoc. And they were trying to set up a program with him and John Cena at. WrestleMania was it last year? I believe it was. I think it was year before last. Yeah, before like, they tried to show John Cena, but then he didn't show. But he had a, he had an anxiety attack, and then then they brought him back to SmackDown. They, they, they tried to do something with him there. That he had another one that that was reported, and then of course they tried to come back and give him those uh, Mick Foley style promos, which I don't think. Some were all right, but they will never be on the level. <laughs> they will never be what's on the level. Nightingale? Say what? Is that, is that what I'm, you're like, what's a nightingale? A nightingale? What's a nightingale? <laughs> That's one of his promos. I swear it is. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I, but don't you remember the, uh, the, 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 the promo from Mick Foley and J.R. back in 1997? 
Yeah, yeah, oh, you know, they didn't do a good job of that at all. But he he hasn't been seen, and then they just kind of quietly release him because, once again, I don't blame them for releasing him because uh, he was. I hate to say it like this because due to his mental state, excuse me for yawning, due to his mental state, he wasn't reliable. And you can't invest so much uh, time and stock and money into a guy if they're going to not be reliable. And once again, I, I'm not sitting here trying to sugarcoat over all the other stuff that Lars Sullivan has done. I'm just saying, you know, saying damn it because I've had, I remember when I had an anxiety attack in college. And they had to take me out of the ambulance. Oh. And then, yeah, I... I, I huh? I, I, nah, I was going to say, I, I did too. I had multiple, but... Uh, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's tough. But I just wonder, like, how did he have that with, with nobody there? That's... More, that's... Yeah. That's shocking. Because he, he was good at NXT. He was fine. He was fine at the takeovers. Or from what we seen. Well, was, you know, he, he remember was, the anxiety attack started... Well, like you said, if it was WrestleMania two years ago with WrestleMania 35 and the John Cena thing or whatever the case may be, when because that it's not about just the people. It's still the pressure of WrestleMania. Like, if you could imagine when, when, you're, when you're somebody who is a physical specimen, right? And, I, you know, I, I call it the Goldberg push. And if you look over the years, Ryback, Sheamus... Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, these all the people that they that were given the Goldberg push, where it somebody that looks, uh, huh? When was Bobby Lashley given the well, yeah, man. Remember, they was pushing not Bobby. All them, not, all, not all of them got to win the big, the big bill. No, 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 no. I'm saying Bobby Lashley was getting that Goldberg push. Remember, they kept putting him. They, they kept having Bobby Lashley to, to, uh, destroy Finley. That he he was remember he he was green as shit. They put him in that WrestleMania ladder match. He was the only one to break the Master Lock Challenge in two thousand five. Remember when that was a big thing? Yeah, he's the only one to break it. Yeah, yeah now they was giving him a push. I was just, it, I think they kind of did kind of they did ruin it, but they, the way that they ruined it is kind of like uh, all right. Oh, and then and then they put him in Battle of the Billionaires with you know yeah. And then they, and then they started putting him. ECW, and then they started just putting yeah, so they, Vince put the rocket to Bobby, but the problem with Bobby was Bobby was green as, as Stoke Cold would say, green as goose shit. Yeah, but, you know, they couldn't work around it, still. I, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of, it's, it's, it wasn't easy, because like I said, uh, they probably could have worked around it, but I said, but he's, Bobby still still needs some kind of improvement in certain things. But that's why when he went with the impact that he just became a just a crazy dominant champion over there. You know, say he got to hone his wrestling skills and all that kind of stuff like that. But yeah, he got the Goldberg push. Ryback got the Goldberg push. They fucked that up. Uh then they uh <laughs> definitely did. Yeah. got got the Goldberg push at first. Lesnar got the Goldberg push. So that's a lot of pressure when when you look that great and they push you that hard. And if if you are I think Lesnar was the last person they went all in on. Well, I mean, he told his rookie year. Yeah, I think he's the last person went all in on. Not just we think this guy. I think this is that's when we went all in on. 
I truly think they wanted to go all in on Ryback, but they booked themselves into a hole they couldn't get out of. <laughs> no, no. Remember, they, they screwed Ryback over with the CM Punk Hell in the Cell match. Yeah, uh, Brad Maddox. Yeah, that's actually killed. They killed the whole Ryback thing. You can make an argument about the Fiend having that that Goldberg push, but then all of a sudden they fucked that up with the actual Goldberg. No, actually, you know what? No, the Fiend's push and the Goldberg stuff with the Fiend was done at Hell in the Cell with Seth Rollins. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't think... I, I got a weird take on that. I don't think his push... I think his push started after after the self feed When he actually won the title, I think that's when his push started, in my opinion. Okay. But the hell in the cell like, was not a good look for him. Yeah, because like, his, his few matches and his few things before then, he had... He, he wasn't really like hitting like that. After, the, after he won the championship, I guess the people that they started pulling him up with, Started having different matchups, and then he started. At least to me, started getting his footing. Them self matches was terrible, though. Yeah. So that's so with Lars Sullivan, that they, they, they kind of pressure you're working with. You are set to work with the top guy, even that he's a part timer in this company, and John Cena. That's a lot of pressure on you, and if you you are not mentally ready for that, especially because wrestling, even though I'm not a wrestler, is a mentally taxing job. And if you are, if you're not in the right mindset, it's kind of like what happened to, unfortunately, uh, you heard about Eddie Guerrero's daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah she had to step away. Cause this, this shit ain't easy. And like I said, I'm not a wrestler. Well, but I, that's, I, huh? I know she wants to probably follow in his footsteps. Charlie who? Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, she. That was the last minute. That one. That wasn't even on her mind at all. You know, see, so, and, you know, Charlotte's very gifted. So I'm just saying. So she. Had, it, it, it's kind of like you know we don't see Sasha rapping or good. Take it after Snoop Dogg. You know, what I'm saying sometimes you just gotta do what you call it. And maybe. You know, it, uh, wrestling wasn't her calling, but still, we go to Lars Sullivan. It's like, okay, do what you gotta do. Like I said, it was already, and like I said, with, with all that stuff that was going on, or the social media posts that he used to do, or claiming that he was trying to be a troll, or whatever stuff like that. That's a lot of pressure on there too, because you got you got all eyes on you in the locker room, and you already know how unforgiving and undefeated the internet is. I think he was just nervous because he knew he said all that stuff, and now when you gotta face these people face to face, now you get you get a little bit nervous. That's what I think. I mean, it probably is, and like I said, it probably the, the, it, it could it could be it could be all that too, or maybe he could be nervous that maybe some more shit was going to come out. 
And which, once again, people out there, listen, I'm not taking mental health lightly, but that's just um, necessarily the case. Also, I wanted to throw in here also, you heard about, so Steve, Steve Cutler got fired. And did yep. you, huh? Yeah, I heard he got fired. Yeah, but did you hear, hear why? I heard a reason, but this can't be true. Oh, oh I got to hear your reason. I got to hear your reason. There's a reason why, because he was like, like by t- he was like in the room with too many people, or a lot of people or something. So he went to this New Year's Eve uh, party with Diana Perrazzo. Okay. And then uh, uh, when, when, when they was in the party, they were... A spot because somebody in there I think had uh, tested for COVID, and then they said that they tested positive for COVID, and but they didn't have any symptoms, and then they did all the quarantine measures. But Vince McMahon was pissed off, and with that, Vince fired him. And now Diana uh, Peraza, your girl over at Impact, was saying that it wasn't necessarily fair uh, for him to get fired because. There were a lot of other people that was over in WWE that was at that party, and they still got their jobs. Okay, well, I, I didn't see no pictures of them. Were they taking precautions? Because I don't understand they took precautions. Who, Steve Cutler? Yeah. I mean, they, they probably took precautions, but Vince was still... See, what I I think... I'm, I'm just saying... Uh, what? Let me go. No, no, no. I'm saying they probably took precautions, but it's like... I think Vince is is on is on the high horse and on high alert because he knows that that's the only reason why they he got Roman, Kevin, and Sami Zayn back. Because Kevin Owens was like he was not going to work in an unsafe work environment. Same thing with Roman Reigns, same thing with Sami Zayn, and there was a point where Kevin Owens actually brought to the attention of Vince of saying, "Why don't we find superstars or workers, wrestlers?" Uh, who don't follow COVID uh, protocols. WWE is one of the only places in, in, in the sports world or entertainment world that don't have no COVID protocols. What are their protocols? And if you break their protocols, what is the, the punishment for breaking one of those things? So Steve Cutler, no disrespect to him, is a nobody. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm pretty sure they had, like, for example, like a... Uh, Jay Uso was probably there. Yeah, he, 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 he for one didn't catch it, and for two, didn't get caught. So that's why. Exactly. So you know, there, there was rumors about it, like Mysterio stuff being there. But here's the thing: Vince McMahon is not going to fire Ray Mysterio. He's going to fire Steve. Steve Cullors or no? He's a nobody. Vince McMahon is going going where the green is at, and going you know his his, his people. His Lord. I'm about to say, even if you see the New Day up in there. Vince ain't firing the new day. Yeah, he's not firing. He's not firing the new day. So it's like Mark Henry could come in the back with COVID right now, and everybody else who catch COVID got fired. But Mark Henry would still have his job. That's how it, it is. But however, with that being said, it's not fair. It's not. But I mean, when has this ever been fair? I don't even know. But I'd, but I'd say I can understand where Diana Peraza would be upset because her husband, or was it her boyfriend, excuse me, they ain't married, uh, lost his she job. Not, she, she, she probably sick of him too, honestly. I mean, she, she'd be probably sick of him too. And once again, it's not, it's because that's what I say, what, where is 
the COVID protocol because you got to be able, no matter who you are, you got to abide by the rules. And like I said, I don't care who it is or whatever the case may be, it all in order to get anywhere in this country in a in a progressive state the biggest thing that has to be is accountability. You have to hold people accountable for their actions. And that's not what they do. And look, we just talked about it. Am I, as a black man, I'm sitting here like, oh man, they, Velveteen Dream still got a job. But as somebody just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But morally, <laughs> with the right thing... I, I, I just gotta tell you this false real quick. Uh, right here. Okay, as a, but morally, he should be fired. But however, what, what was you about to say? I'm just, I just got to bring up this Randy Orton post that I just seen real quick. Let's just see. Mm. He, he posted a picture with him and Snoop Dogg. He put pregame with a tree sign. WrestleMania 25 pregame with a tree sign. Oh, shit. And then uh, he said, it's come to my attention that I smoked some ganja in quotation for the first time with Snoop, with Snoop Dogg. At WrestleMania 24, not 25. P.S. It's not the first time you marched, but just the first time with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's funny, though. I, uh, I, I totally, I, I got a little, you said it's on Randy on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I just had to bring that up because that was just, oh my God, that funny. Oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> Randy Orton beat John C. Triple H after smoking out with Snoop Dogg. Yo, soon I was getting anybody high in the back. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, who was that that told this story? Undertaker, the one that said, "Yeah, I see y'all had y'all, y'all had y'all grill over there. They had he had a grill to to make it look like mm. it was grilling food. Yeah, so, so yeah, <laughs> that's clever though. But you know, uh huh. <laughs> of course, of course, Undertaker wanted them to be probably playing with knives in the back and not smoking or whatever they were doing. He said, "Play with knives." <laughs> yeah, he's probably gonna be shopping they shopping and they knives and loading their guns up. Oh uh, yeah, I'm about to say, man, it's about to get real up in this bitch. Oh man, but um, shush, uh, but yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's it's not fair. Vince does play a lot of favoritism, which I do not like. But you know, I I hope they they need to find a way to uh, change that. That was some real shit. But, uh, moving on to our final topic. I feel like he'll go to Impact or something. something. He'll not, he go to Impact or anything. I don't think he's going to AEW. No, I don't think he'll go to AEW. Well, first of all, Steve Cutler going, so, the, 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 uh, so what Wesley Blick is like, damn, I was out of a job at first with Murphy. Now I'm definitely out of a job now. Well, that was what, Barry Corbin for like a week? <laughs> yeah, I say so, so Barry Corbin don't even come out with them no more. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey. yeah, so. we all know who the better Blake and Murphy member was. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where Murphy's at, neither. Apparently, him and Lee Mysterio, I don't say the storyline reasons, because that's the last thing he did, so I guess that's all he does now. So, the final thing uh, I want to get into is the, the new WWE icons came out. Which was supposed to be WWE's, like, this is going to be our dark side of the ring. But it wasn't really that dark. However, it was a good documentary because the first episode 
focused on Yoko Zuna. I have never heard the truth, like the story behind Yoko Zuna. I when, when, when he passed away, I was just like, damn. Yokozuna passed away. It's kind of almost like an afterthought because I wasn't watching WWE when Yokozuna was high. I had to go back and watch Yokozuna stuff because I was a WCW guy. And when he passed away, I was just like, oh, man. And then he went to the Hall of Fame in 2012, and they, they kind of like kind of like pushed that under the rug a little bit. I was like, you know, Yokozuna was a big deal, you know, a little bit. But uh, I, I guess because they didn't have Hogan come out there and give him the award. Oh, no, I'm getting to the Hogan shit in a minute. But, uh, so, me and Prime watched documentaries. So I figured we go give our review of it. So, real quick, your overall thoughts before we get into detail about the documentary. How'd you like it, Prime? I thought it was just a good and detailed. I'm glad they put some of that indie footage in there. But, um, like you said, you had to go back and watch Yokozuna. Who, that, first of all, I, that, um, that indie footage was rough. It was rough, but I was like, dang, okay, I'm thinking that an indie show? What? Uh, yes. Okay. That. That. Well, that was his his memorial show. Because first of all, remember, I I ain't know anything about BSK until I was like well adult. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just saying I. Uh, so I. I what, is, is it a podcast? It's like more like a video thing on YouTube, but it's this podcast or video podcast, whatever, called OSW. And I watch the the episodes, and they talk about Yokozuna a lot, like. They didn't make me quote unquote like Yokozuna, but like they made me like it, respect him in the ring and his gimmick and stuff like that of, of what he was doing. So that's how I kind of got more knowledge of Yokozuna. And then, uh, of course, this uh, well, that one indie show, of course, that one indie show. I don't, I forgot. Hey, I don't even remember if they talked about that one show in here or not. But that one indie show he did with Jake the Snake Roberts, <laughs> and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, of course, this documentary opened up more things. So, I just wanted to say, like, I had a different experience from Yokozuna than you did. And, uh, you know, the more, you, you learn different things from different ways, basically. Say what? You learn different things from different ways, basically. Oh, yeah, but no. So, I thought the documentary was great because I, 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 this one person I really wanted to, to learn more about. Like I said, once I started watching more WWE, I went back and watched uh, Yokozuna stuff. And when I was growing up, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I would turn to it. I, I always say every time I turn to WWE, if I see Max Moon, I said, no, this ain't for me. But <laughs> but then when I was when I was still younger, learning about Yokozuna, like when I, cause when I started really watching WWE, which was in 1998, uh, the end of 98, 99, 2000, and on and on. So when I found out more about Yokozuna, I was just like, at first, for a brief second, I'm not going to lie to you, I thought I did think he was Japanese. So did this. That's why I still think he is. Vince no better. But, uh, so, but I did like hearing the story about him being part of, like him and Rikishi doing that uh, Wild Samoans type thing because, uh, when 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 he first came in there, and I was like, "Whoa, look how much in shape he he looked like Umaga back in the day." Yeah, no, him just like uh, just like Rikishi when he was in the uh, small spot uh, when they had to wear the jacket. You know what I'm talking about? You mean Bad Luck Fate? The, no, Rikishi when they had to wear those when they had to wear the uh, 
Uh, look like when they look like men on a mission. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah. He was very small compared to Rikishi that we know. Exactly, well, and, and like I said, on top of that, they also did um, they they were called the the head shrinkers at first, and then when they brought yeah. in Yokozuna, I was like, I was like, man, I ain't never seen Yoko this small or this edge job. But I, I, the first person that came to my head when that happened, I was like, that's Umaga, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he yeah. moving like Umaga. So I was like, so it was like Umaga when he came back out in 2006. I was like, well, that's the that's like Yokozuna from the from 1990, mm-hmm. yeah. right there. Uh, so obviously, when uh, did that gimmick uh, uh, didn't work, he uh, came and then they add him with Mr. Fuji, and they said we're gonna turn him into a sumo. And then he he breaks the sumo gimmick, and then at first they didn't have no problem with with, with the sumo gimmick and stuff, so. That was a, a cool, and he came in there. And then you know he was just so agile. And then, like I said, he if y'all look at if y'all look at Yokozuna from like nineteen ninety two, ninety three, a little bit ninety four, that man is a great big man. Great, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He, he's 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 really one of a kind. They talked about how much of a nice guy he was and how. It wasn't because you you hear about guys being nice guys all the time, but when he kept talking about Rodney and they were saying that yo man he gave the shirt off his back, Rikishi had gave him a blank check when he didn't have no heat in the house, and uh, especially this is after his WWE Championship days came, which I'll get to in a minute. But he was a nice guy. First of all, I love that uh, Yoko was listens to gangster rap. I told you them Usos were urban youths. Well, yeah, Yoko looks like this. Yoko with the beard with the long hair looks like an urban youth. Alright. Just... Yeah. And, and how he be in the back. And he was like, hey man, what you write out? You write out our match. He's like, no, I write down my rhymes. Yo. <laughs> urban youths always wanted to rap back in the day. I'm telling you, and Rakesh was like, yo, we just that old that, that, that old West Side that NWA and Snoop Dogg. And first of all, Jen and Juice hit my head. I'm telling you, yo, man, everybody loves Snoop Dogg. But you know, it it didn't shock me, but for some reason it did. Because yeah, I like, you, you huh? know his, because you you see his nephews and, and all that. Roman, Jay, Jimmy are straight urban youth. And you and you you surprised? I'm came out at one point to I'm a bad man. Yo, Rikishi came out there with the whole fat farm get up on. He definitely did. And you're surprised? Uh, you know, it's like it's like I really wasn't, but then for some reason, because Yokozuna look, look look like the kind of guy who was like, "Y'all got that? I'm in something else." You know what? So you know, I, I for some reason I don't even know why I said that because it seems like every Samoan, and I'm not trying to you know typecast here, but they be into that hard. Like, remember when we seen was it? Samoa Joe and Leo Rush was on, 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 on this uh, hip hop uh, stage dancing at one point. Oh, that was the Wale Mania. Yeah. Wale Mania, yeah. And I was just like, and then, you know. Well, you know, Samoa Joe was down with the, you know, the beatdown playing, you know, Samoa Joe. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Yo, because Q Flow be like, yo, don't fuck with Joe because Joe, Joe know the culture. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what are you talking Because, you know, I'm, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, somebody who, who do the freestyle stuff like that. He said, "No, he know the culture. He 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 out here." I was like, "All right, all right, all right." I was saying, "So yeah, these uh, these Samoan guys be with it." 
This <laughs> so I'm saying so. Uh, it, it, it definitely talked about that. He talked about when he, he talked, gave him his big push and how he won the 1993 Royal Rumble by the dumbest. Well, you know, you know. Okay, I it was dumb on hindsight, but if you're going by momentum, maybe the Macho Man was like, I every time I hit the elbow, I go for a pinfall. And I just forgot. I got caught up in the moment. I forgot it was the Rumble. And he got tossed out by Yokozuna. That's right. Because at first I was like, that's just dumb. Okay. There's no pinfalls in the Royal Rumble. But I'm like, if you hit, if you actually get a chance to hit the flying elbow, which you rarely would get a chance to do in the Royal Rumble in the first place, when, it, when you go for a cover two? I mean... If I know that it's a rumble, but hey, habits. I guess you got to have it. Well, he, well, he, he pushed Macho Man off, and then, we, and then Yoko gets the win here. So then that's when they decide to put the championship on Yokozuna at Vegas in their, their first ever outdoor WrestleMania at WrestleMania 9. Uh, me personally, well, which one, which, which one did you like better? Brett and Yoko from nine uh from WrestleMania nine or Brett and Yoko from WrestleMania ten. WrestleMania ten is the one he fell off the turnbuckle. Yes. WrestleMania ten, no Hogan. You know what? I agree with you because we're getting there now. Because I I did like in the interview, even though it's a WWE produced interview, they was just like, oh, here comes Hogan. Like they knew, they felt it. Like why the fuck after he won the title, they say it just couldn't never be something that happened. Here comes Hogan out there to help out Bret Hart because he got t- t- saw die. He goes drops the leg, don't even rip his shirt off or anything, and wins the championship. And the, the purpose of him winning the championship is because they had an international tour and they felt as though that Hogan uh, with the championship would. would be good for the national tour. The fuck? Wasn't he? Uh, he wasn't in the company at that point. Well, not well. Let's see. He had like just came back, like probably that day, the day before. Who? Over the Hogan. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Because remember, he either just came back and wrestled that you know, first match, or early in the night, and then that was it. Like, but this was either his his first match back or his last. Match for a while, one of those two. Yeah, well, well he, he was on the international tour, so now, so they say that Yoko, because you know Bret Hart, he takes himself a little too seriously. Uh, was saying that yeah, Yoko didn't care because he was working with Hulk Hogan the whole time during the international tour, and Hogan was whooping his ass, which I was like, really Hogan, really. But then he decided to drop it to him at King of the Ring. Oh my God, Hogan cannot. Just lose a match. Well, yeah, I've been telling you that. No, I've been That's telling I you never that. Liked, I think the yeah, but like I never liked Hogan, but like wrestling, seeing WrestleMania nine and then seeing other events and like trying to put it together, like well, Hogan is a jerk. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, like like Hogan is a true son of a bitch, man. And then so they had this match of King of the Ring, and they, they try well, to. Have I, a, I will say, I, even though I hate, I don't like Hogan. His attire at WrestleMania 9 was like, we should have kept that attire as his wrestling gear. I'll be honest with you. No. Instead of the, the tights, instead of the, the, the yellow tights, the knee pads? Yeah. The long pants? I mean, yeah. The probably, long it, red it, NW
It probably was, but he was saving that for the New World Order, brother. So. Can't even lie. What'd you say? I said it was a good look. I can't even lie. The, the black uh, tights with the, the boots and stuff. Yeah. Spray painted boots. Yeah, he, he was he was WCW Hogan before WCW Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Why is he? Why is he? I'm reading this thing. Uh, Brett is trashing Brutus Beefcake. Oh, that's funny. Because you know they probably probably don't like each other. But this guy with his camera gets up. Really? How did he let this random photographer get up on the apron? They don't even look like he's part of the W crew. And this fireball comes out. Nobody's arrested. And then all of a sudden, Yokozuna beats uh, Hogan not cleanly at all. He could not just lose cleanly on his way out the door to Yokozuna. That, that I was, was like, stupid. That definitely was stupid. Look, the camera thing was definitely stupid. That, that was stupid. And he didn't want to put over Bret Hart in that, in that next generation. And I was just like, well, that's just that's just fucking dumb. So then, if I get a year later when, when he had the WrestleMania 10 match with, with Bret Hart and then he fell off, he fell off the apron, I thought... <clears throat> I had the WrestleMania 10 match also, but however, I do believe, I was like, I didn't like that fall off the, fall off the, the buns I dropped. It'd be different if like he, he sold it like his foot slipped or something like that. But I was just like, I don't know, like he just fell and then all this, you know, covers it up. He don't even do like a move for the top rope or nothing. Well, I mean, Yoko said that if you fall from that, from that range, well, you're not trying to, you might be down for a little bit too. Bro, I seen Rosie get his fall down off the top rope and do a backflip. Okay, but if you know, fall on his but ass, he tried to, right? He who tried to? You said Rosie. Did he try to do the backflip? No, 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 no. He got knocked down. Like oh. if look at some uh, Survivor Series 2002, and it's three minute warning with oh, the, the table match. Yeah, the table match. Jeff Hardy, no, Bubba Ray knocks Rosie down off the top rope because he, he's he's on the top rope and he knocks her down and he falls, legs spread on the bottom rope and it bounces him up so high he ends up just doing a backflip. Yeah, I was just like, yo, like when you get tired, go back, you gotta go back and check that out. So they said that after his championship loss, he started to gain weight and they put him in a tag team with Owen Hart. Because he wasn't able to. Huh? That was his gimmick, though. See what? That was his gimmick, like the whole time, though. What gaining weight? Yes. I'm I telling you, that was, every time he was on there, he was eating. It was like he can he can uh, eat for a family of six. He's always eating right. Because when he had that um, the body slam competition with uh, Lex Luger, that was his gimmick of. I've been eating so much nobody can slam me because I'm so I'm so big. I get big every week. Oh yeah, but, yeah, but then it was starting to become a problem, and they put him in a tag team with Owen Hart because you know he was he was a little bit slower. So I I did like the Owen Hart Yokozuna tag team in '94. Yeah. Also, uh, that podcast I was telling you about, they make jokes and say how like Yoko was wrestling at this time from his back. <laughs> he wasn't even, like getting pinned. Like, he was just like wrestling. Like, how how long can I rest? Yeah, like, take a knee and just take on uh, just uh, stand one knee while they punch me. Just push him off. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. One thing I didn't, I, I was like, why did they get into it? Was 
Remember when they talked about him having to, you know, get, they had to get a forklift to, to come and get it from the ring? I was like, why did they not talk about the late the Raider the, the Vader breaking his leg? Well, they probably that probably was a bad memory. That's just like, yeah, no, nah, because not, not reliving through that. For, for people who don't know, Yokozuna was had a match with, match with Vader. This was in 1996, and Yoko was just huge at this point. And this way he was huge and had a beard. And uh, Vader put Yokozuna's leg uh, bouncing right there across the bottom rope. And Vader, you know how big Vader is, does a Vader splash right on Yokozuna's leg. And you hear the bone snap. (laughs) And then you hear Yoko just screaming in pain. So uh, he, he couldn't fit on no gurney. They had to get a forklift to wheel, you know, to carry him out the ring. And I was just like, if if there's no context behind why they're doing that, you know, that's not you know that's not gonna be good. So uh, that's what happened there. And I was like, I wanted them to get a little bit more into into that innovator thing and him getting the labor. That was a big thing, and they released him the next year. And then, like I said, they tried to get him to go to these different weight loss programs, and he would go in there, and then he would like uh, sneak out, and I don't, I don't know if he's sneaky. He just walked out against some, against some chicken. I think, I think he kind of did the same thing similar to uh, Paul Bear. Uh, remember when Paul Bear came back? Which time? Paul Bear came back. Paul Bear came back like multiple times. The the main not the main time the, the time where he got buried. Okay. He was supposed to come back and they were supposed to pay for his, his surgery. But he never got the surgery. He just said, yeah, I'm taking your money. Bye. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's basically what he's doing. And he it, it was just, uh, even when Mark Henry said he got there, he said that he would be, his errand boy would go get him chicken stuff a day. He said, who was I to tell him anything? Because I was eating a half a bucket of chicken myself. So yeah, so you wasn't yeah, you uh, wasn't gonna tell Yoko that you know he couldn't uh, he couldn't eat. Of course, they talked about his uh, his relationship with Undertaker and and BSK and Undertaker. You know, say they just like Undertaker. You could tell he just like genuinely feels for his BSK people. Mm-hmm. They probably was sharpening knives in the back with him. They sharpening knives. You got your knife today. You got your shank. As as you hear that. Do, 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 that judge so, background. Just, just very, very quick question. Do you like Rikishi? I mean, not cute. Do you like Yokozuna with the with his hair down, with the long hair, with the beard, or with the with the with the uh, umami dress? I like yo. Oh, I do not like the dress at all. I hate the dress. The <laughs> dumb, 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 dumb braid dread things. Whatever he was calling, whatever he wanted to call them. Oh, I did not like that at all. That's funny, man. So, when the, he went to this UK uh, event, TV show, something like that, in like 2000, and uh, he was there, he said he was feeling real sleepy, and he was calling, his people were calling his family, stuff like that, but then he died right there on that on that trip, and uh, that was, that was only 33 years old, in the week. Caught up to him, unfortunately, and uh, that's uh, that that's scary stuff right there. So, 
They had a tribute, huh? I was going to say right before, I remember he did do some indie show. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, yeah, the, the indie show that he did, and it was just like, my God, he just looked bad. Yeah, he, had, yeah, he, 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 had, he looked bad, yeah. He, he had, you know, he was doing the late drops and everything like that, but the thing is, it, I one visual is when people are, like, that big, like 600, 700 pounds, and they be wearing these huge T-shirts, and you just see me seeing the gut and the roll just be all up in there, John. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, but you know, like, you know, he's not there to like take wrestling seriously. No, no not take it seriously. You know, he's not there. Like, no, he he just he just looks. It's kind of like remember when, when when old wrestlers come back, like when Jake Roberts did Icons of Wrestling, or uh, I forgot what that wrestling show was, but he was just drunk. the same show I'm talking about, huh? That's the same show I'm talking about. Oh, God, yeah. They see, were teammates. Yeah, mm, yeah see, they, they just look terrible. And it's even like, remember when Scott Hawk tried to come out on the indie show and, 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 and Russell, and he just was zooted out of his mind? Bro, he did that in TNA. Yeah, and first of all, yeah. that's the company's fault for even bringing him out looking like that and shit. Oh, yeah. But, but no, um, I think that's why Yokozuna looked so bad in that match. It's because Jake Roberts was just gone. And he was, that was his partner. So, Jake Mark was probably supposed to take most of the, of the offense or whatever, and Yoko was like, uh-oh, now I got the rest of the whole match. <laughs> yeah, in this, so in this very sloppy t-shirt and everything, and, you know, it was sad that he couldn't get the weight under control. Same thing that happened to Big Pun, you know. If y'all remember, if y'all remember uh, Big Pun, who passed away, also uh, due to weight issues also. I'm just like... Man, those those are the, 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 the scary kind of way, man. You got to worry about your health after a while. Damn the gimmick type thing. But he didn't really want any help. But people was you know feeling bad, like you know, is there more that he could have did or whatever the case may be. Oh, I forgot to mention I'm, that, huh? I don't sound surprised that like, WCW didn't want to do nothing. Uh, they don't really probably knew how to handle him. Just 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 to have him as a name, as like we got Yoko, like because uh. Even Andre's last years, he was just like there with mm-hmm. the pushbacks. He was just there with his crutches. And then I, I forgot to mention earlier about the Undertaker saying that look, he we, we used to see him wrestle early. He, was, he told Vince, he's like, please, please let me work with this guy because that's how they, they gained the friendship and the BSK thing happened. Because he wanted to work with Yokozuna because he was so agile and he wanted to work with a big guy that opposed to working with people like Giant Gonzalez. Like, I think he's always been having this. He always got to work with these big, hide and right looking motherfuckers and that he never gets the chance to do anything. But Yokozuna and Undertaker had a good rivalry in 1992 with the casket match and stuff. I used to love the casket matches between Undertaker and Yokozuna, Undertaker and Kamala. Yeah, they. Uh, the one Kamala was was okay. I, uh, I think I didn't know the, the, the Kamala was 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 fine. Uh, the Yokozuna ones were better, obviously, but uh, you know, there were some that were just terrible. But still, need need to hear to say. But uh, yeah, I've read. I did that was a and that was a great first episode. I don't know who the next one is and when, when it's coming out, but Yoko was the one I was excited to see. I, I really want to see Lex Luger, and I want to see 
how deep are they going to get into Lex Luger? Uh, uh, what's the th- what's the actual name of the actual show called? Um, Icons. Just Icons. Yeah, Dirty Icons. Okay, let me see if they got the full list. Because it's Icon. it's Yoko. Then we get Beth, we get uh, Lex Luger, we get RVD. Oh, RVD. Oh. <laughs> I knew was getting RVD. Yes, we get RVD. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I really want to hear the story about Luger. I, I really want to hear That's the story about Luger. That's two drug heavy episodes. Yeah. Because I want to know if they want to... Are you thinking going to talk about him <clears throat> allegedly, quote-unquote, maybe... Miss Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's what I want to know if they're going to dig deep into that. Oh, uh, what documentary was that that did it though? Was that a was that a dark side of the ring? Yeah, dark side of the ring. Dark side of the ring when they talked about like him actually like you see her at WCW, she just zooted. Yeah, so I I don't know if they're going to get to, they're not going to get to it fully because WD product, but I'm just curious to see what they're going to do. I, with think, it. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll do it fully, but I think they'll be like him and the bad things happen. I don't know if they'll actually say like he was with Elizabeth and this and that, but I think they'll probably say like some bad stuff happened. Well, I, I'm giving this first episode a A. How about you? Yeah, I'm giving it a too. Yeah, so make sure you guys go to W Network and check it out as well because it was a really good documentary. And also, while I was on it, I was checking out all the other stuff too. Like I, I watched the Bianca Belair uh, Chronicle. So okay. Okay. That, that was good. I didn't know she suffered from depression the way she did. And of course, my wife likes Bianca Belair even more now since watching that. I watched the APA Untold. That was dope. Just hearing Ron Simmons tell stories is like my, my favorite pastime now. Well, yeah, I mean, they, I think all the older wrestlers know how to tell stories when they're not sharpening up their knives, falling up their guns. Yeah, and uh, I didn't watch any, I didn't watch any more shit. But I was like, but I, I was checking all the other stuff out because you know I've been missing all the, the network originals. I was like, where's my ruthless aggression? And when I didn't see that, I ain't go back to it. But I was like, but they got. A lot of untolds, which which are better than the original the way they used to do untold now, but the APA one was good. I want to see the Cactus Jack and Triple H one that they have. I wish that for the network that they would just go all out sometimes, like not like do shoot stuff for the network. I mean, well, they, they do go. I mean, they have been going all out putting uh, virtual stuff on it, at least that I like. I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing shoots like. To the actual store. You know, oh, no. Oh, you know, no. They got sponsors. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a WWE. No, I'm talking about not just for the sponsor. I'm talking about, like, not trash WWE, but at least they didn't real feelings at that time. You know? Oh, I, like, I, Brett, I would love it. Brett would probably just say, yeah, I hated Vince, but that's all he's going to say. But then on the other, or whatever, he's going to say, man, Vince is terrible. He treated me like trash and all that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say that kind of stuff. But I wish they, I wish they just let them, like, Go out there, you know, and just treat it like it's a real thing, not a WWE product. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's right. There's where we're going to end uh, the podcast this week. Next week, oh we're... no, oh no, oh no. 
Oh, oh, you stopped we, we me. Gonna, we gonna talk about we gonna talk about this topic because you put it in the email. We talking about this 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 topic of of uh, bow wow. Damn, we right. I talk right. about this. Oh, I figured we could get through this shit, but no, you right. Yo, what the fuck? But yo, there was a report that the Russians backstage are getting mad because these hip hop stars are getting these um this press. I was like, Bad Bunny. I was like, also they pushing Bad Bunny, and look, like he's gonna get a WrestleMania match because he had to dive off the top rope, and that's why the miss. Uh-uh. I like that and hate that at the same time. Personally, did you I, like I, it at that Miss Carter? No, well, yeah, that's no. I'm saying like, I like it's a celebrity appearance. Yes, I understand that, but I would not put him with somebody that's just debuting. This is the first time some of these people have seen this man, and he's with Bad Bunny. You know, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that with, with a Damian Priest character. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm saying like, this is the first time we're seeing this man. Some of these people, first time they ever seen this guy, and. We don't know if he's good again. We just know he's bad buddy's friend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so. somebody I would get. I would put him like with like Ricochet or somebody. You know, somebody that's been there that we don't got to worry about her or helping. I would say that Ricochet don't need it, but like I don't know. I just don't feel like this is Jamie Bruce's call up. Think about that. It's yeah. call up because he's bad buddy's friend. Yeah, I, I don't the like only reason he got called up to the main roster in, in But then there's this new report. About homeboy that wants to join WWE, and the homeboy I'm talking about is Shot Moss. If y'all know who the name Shot Moss is, Bow Wow. Bow Wow, let me tell you something about Bow Wow, okay? My sister was infatuated, enamored, however you want to say it, with Little Bow Wow. One of my first CDs that I got was the Little Bow Wow Beware of Dog. She stole that from me. I let her have it. Then she got the Bow Wow Thank You album, and she played that shit like DW played Crazy Bustin' Arthur. And, bruh, I remember when she tripped back uh, in my backyard, and then she broke that CD. She cried for days. Like, she cried like Bow Wow actually died. And then... Ah. She, we went to go see Like Mike, and she had her little Bow Wow jeans on. Like, in other words, I'm saying all this shit because we was Bow Wow heavy in this house, and it annoyed uh, the hell yeah, out of me. Yeah, okay, okay. So now we have seen the craziness. I, w- I wish my, my wife was on for this one. We've seen the craziness that Bow Wow has been doing on social media, and I was like, yo, it, it, to the point where she's like, yo, Bow Wow, sit down. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, out of all days, by one D says, "You know what? Well, finally, I'm kind of done rapping." He, I, I guess. Uh, like I said, he hasn't been done ten, twenty years ago. But right. Is that? And now he wants to do his dream that he always has to be a kid, and that is go into wrestling. And at first, I was just like, "Yo, this ain't really happening." But guess what? Reports came out that Rikishi, he's Irby, is training him mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Your thoughts? 
Well, for one, have you been following his Twitter and seeing what he's been saying? Yo, Bow Wow has been cutting these promos. I haven't read all of them, but if you can read me some of them. Alright, uh, just. So, the one that he, the one that he said where I was like, uh, like, so obviously, we all know wrestling like 10, not even 10, 20, 25 years ago. We're getting crazy rate, you know. Crazy million, different million ratings. Uh huh. These days, you barely, they barely hit a million. Or maybe if they do, it's like a million. So, he says, a lot of wrestlers who are coming from me on Twitter should be happy I'm going back and forth. Most of y'all have like 70k followers. I'm actually helping you become a bigger name. Million dollar man laughs. Ha ha ha. How you on Raw with 50k followers? Something not adding up. But Bowler doesn't know. People don't watch that trash, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why he acting like Raw and that attitude era numbers. Nobody don't watch that. Like, Bow Wow's coming off like he wants to be the heel bad. And I'm like... That's what he, 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 he wrote one of that... I found it. But he, he did write that, though. Oh, he did, because he, he wrote one out to Damien Priest saying that, hey, Archer of Infamy, tell your little pet bad bunny I've been watching. I'm not impressed. I got at real Morrison back. Stop hiding from the real Mr. Bunny. That Damien Priest tweets, ha, not impressed, huh? Every Monday we're living what you chasing, homie. By by all means, keep shooting blanks on Twitter. And then Bow Wow tweets, "Don't have to chase what's in place." Hey, <laughs> so, so, I ain't gonna lie. This people is killing him too. Somebody said Bow Wow is five two, one hundred and six pounds sucking, but his pressure gonna be a DDT. <laughs> Do you think, hold on, I gotta know. First of all, he was making fun of her business suits. I was like, yo, leave the her business out of this, bro. But, uh. He's talking about these suits, bro. Yeah. I, I, I have to know. Is for all this shit going on, is Bow Wow gonna be at WrestleMania? Yeah. Oh, my. I think he'll be wrestling, but I think he'll be there. Oh. I can write This. This this promo is how I know he he's in for a, a rude awakening. He says every morning I wake up, it's a wrestler who is subtweeting me in their feelings. Get over it. I'm already helping you get over by tweeting you instead of hitting the general eight times a week. Work on your promos, build some character. That's where we differ. In. As if the wrestlers have control of their promos and their character. As if he's about to be coming in there, cut his own promos. That's where I'm laughing at. Oh, this I man. He think that he about to come in here and just say what he want on top of his head. He, 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 he want to come in there and spank that ass. That's the funny part. And then, and, but the, the, the fans get me. People obviously that don't watch wrestling. So I'm like, yeah, that's facts. Yeah, he telling them. Yeah, how you want to roll with 50K followers? And how about those chocolate facts? He's already getting no res of him. Y'all need to sign him. He ain't wrong. Y'all need promo. I'm like, this man is talking as if the wrestlers have control of promos. Even if we all know that they don't. Yeah, bro. He, he, yeah. Y'all need to um tone the fuck down. Uh, but which, 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 by the way, uh, even with that being said, I'm just like, um, 
God, I just, I just had it. I just had what I was going to say in my mind about him being this, this stupid heel. Oh, I'm married. And oh, oh. So people actually come into defense of uh, him, like Tommy Dreamer. Did you read the Tommy Dreamer tweet? Him, please. I did not, but uh, he's had a, after this weekend, when they made me buy, I don't want to talk about Tommy Dreamer right now. Yo, please, real quick, while we get to the Bow Wow stuff, what the hell happened with this Tommy Dreamer once surrender thing? He, he was fighting Rich Strong for the championship. Why? That's the main event. I, don't know, I guess he turned a 50. He has his 50th birthday. And that's what made everybody emotional? I think he retired. I don't know. I kind of, I thought Lashley just walked out. He, he should have been did that shit. Well, yes, but I don't know if he officially did it or not. I know they were saying thank you, Tommy, and all, but like, uh, oh. it was, it was his birthday, and they were talking about, oh, he might win the dime. You got Rich Swan, Tommy Dreamer, as a main event on the pay per view for the championship, and you, y'all want people to watch this? Yeah, that, yeah, that, 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 that makes no sense. Uh, Tommy Dreamer has has come to defense of Bow Wow. Uh, I forgot. Uh, I don't have the Twitter the, the, the tweet pulled up or necessarily what he said, but I was just like, it would be Tommy Dreamer to come to the defense of Bow Wow for getting criticism. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Right, let me see if I can find it. Let's see if I can find it. I'm actually look. I'm actually look. I'm actually looking for it. Right now, let's see what he said about uh, Bow Wow because he got all, they got all... okay. I, I see it. He says, Um, I don't know why people are hating on Bow Wow. If he wants to get into the wrestling and follow a dream, Rikishi is an amazing trainer that will help him. If my Ooh says you're good, I would gladly help you with your opportunity in impact wrestling. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know if he went to Innovative Violence up in the mouth, but hey. I'm not saying Innovative Violence is bad, but I'm just saying, but, you know, Innovative Violence is to retire. I don't... I'm listening. First of all, first of all, he's saying this as if... Uh, he's saying all this as if Bow Wow watches enough wrestling to know what evil TV, know what impact is, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, you know what would be such a shame? It'd be a shame if we get Bow Wow and Bad Bunny had matches at WrestleMania and not Pat McAfee. That would be that's a shame. Do you really think we? Because he ain't gonna be ready for no match for Mania, but I definitely see Bow Wow going to uh, try to be a, a host or the celebrity back oh, there. Referee, I mean, a, a referee and Bad Bunny match. I'm not ready for this job, bro. I'm, I'm not ready for this shit. Look, as long as Pat McAfee has a match, I'm cool. Pat McAfee's cool. not going to match. Pat McAfee already told Triple H he got to take some time after the Super Bowl, so it's it, it, it's not happening. I can't just be cool. You know, Pat McAfee is with the, Pat McAfee can, can say whatever he want and be cool with it. He also said he wasn't going to have a match, and he did. So. Yeah, no. Well, I'm just hoping they, they don't like you know have like Bow Wow and Dominic team up or cause some, I'm, or or like have 
or you know, or Vince had this look. We tried to get Gronk to fall off this thing. Would would you fall? First of all, I'm telling you what's right now going to happen. It's going to be Bad Bunny versus Bow Wow for the 24 seven championship in Mania. Watch. I'd rather, I'd rather see Bad Robbers Brock Lesnar and get destroyed. I think Brock, I think Brock would legit kill him. Well, that's the second person I'm willing to. <laughs> I think he would wrap him up in a nice little doggy bag and then just kick him back to rapping. It'd be a nice funeral. I can't believe Rikishi taking time out to train his own to this some bitch. Well, what else does he have to do? Put a little ass on it. Well, I ain't bow out if he did it or not. I, I know you remember that R&B song that Rikisha did, Put a Little Ass on It. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. <laughs> put a little ass on it. All right, now I'm ending the podcast. You know what? <laughs> Make sure. I'm bad props type for that. But you know what? I did put it on the docket, and I forgot to talk about it. Yo, like... uh. Damn, I said, I'll tell you on YouTube. Yo, make sure you guys check out SpaceFilly.com. Let's go. We are a part of. Make sure you guys uh, still check out uh, us on on SpaceFilly.com as well, along with, you know, No Give Me Seat Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Guys Talk Podcast, Drunk Dogs Over Tongues, Turn Tables About Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. Make sure you guys check out uh, Coming Soon Balls Downs Podcast. Make sure you guys uh, check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every single Friday. And make sure you guys check out uh, Prime Conversations. Also, check out us at TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Uh, get your merch. Also, the real, Teespring slash TheRealNerdCoalition.com. And you can listen to QF over there on the war drum. You know, yeah, I'm just kind of wrapping this up kind of fast, anything like that. So, uh, we'll be back next week uh, for uh, Elimination Chamber Live Review on Sunday. And also for the predictions, which should be up by Saturday after SmackDown goes off. So, we get the confirmation of what we're going to get and stuff like that. So, uh... There we go. There you have it. So once again, this is NC and Place to Be, Chill Train, Mr. AD, and not Deion Sands with Primetime. All right, Charles, let's be real. All right, and Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out. We're bringing Nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.